How about that? Good? That seems good, yeah. All right, You cool. can see your waveforms and stuff. Weird. <laughs> uh, welcome. Hi, guy. Oh, hey, guy. <laughs> <laughs> she says it so much. I was I like, I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, yeah. when when Lisa does it, like, the first time on the call mm-hmm. with Richard, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then it keeps happening, and then I was like, oh, they're setting it up, like, yep. to, to, to pay it, off. The it. payoff's good. Yeah, it really is. This is, like, way better written than it has any right to be. Okay, so that, I, I wrote that about 5,000 times on this paper. Yeah, so much stuff. I mean, like, there's a couple of things that are, like, a little clunky just because of, like, exposition. Like, sure. Like the car alarm. Yeah. The you know that one guy who shows up for that scene. Yes. And it's just like, hey, this is how car alarms work. Bye. Like, yeah. and you're just like, okay, I I get it. Yeah. But like, all in all, for... most of this like is really well set up and yes. pays off really well in ways that weren't super obvious. Exactly. And I, y- you know this about me. I hate when things are spoon fed to you. Like, yeah. I I hate things that are feel like a dumb down because yeah. people can't possibly think and put things together and i feel like for being a this was a made for showtime movie yeah um it really is well written and everything that's like explanatory doesn't feel like i'm telling you every little thing in this very obvious yeah overdone way i'm like like that's not how people talk i feel like it was done in a way it's very conversational it makes sense it doesn't yeah it doesn't beat you over the head with specifics but gives you all the information you need to piece together the details they're trying to get like across to you and i think you're right it has no right being that well written and it really is the dialogue is crisp and it's very very well executed yeah. And well delivered too. Like the yeah, cast I think the good. Performances are good. Um <clears throat> Yeah, all in all, like I was I was constantly being like, Oh shit, that was like that's a thing from earlier. That was really smart. Yeah. It didn't seem like you were setting up yeah. you know, it's not like like I always uh, refer to stuff as like they'll be like, Oh, you know, I'm just gonna put this hammer down and then there's like a forty five second shot of just the hammer. So yep. it's like, Yeah, I get it, yeah, dude. Okay, like so the hammer's important. Hammer's right? gonna be important later, I get it. But it's like if you just were like all right, cool. And you see somebody using a hammer, and then they like put it down. Then later, when they need that hammer, and they pick it up, you won't you won't know they're gonna pick it up before they pick it up. Right. But when they pick it up, you'll go, "Oh shit, that's the hammer!" Right. Exactly. And that's what this this movie is. That's the hammer, like over and over. Yeah. You're like, "Oh shit, that thing from earlier, that's paying off right now." Yep. Yep. That thing that didn't feel like an obvious. Detail. No, no. I love that. You're like, oh. If you watch this a second time, you start to see, like, oh, I didn't even realize yeah. that thing was there. And then it came back around later. Brilliant. Um, so, hello, excellent humans. Hi, guy, excellent humans. <laughs> hello. I guess we should talk like this. Hi, guy. Using our adult voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy adult voice. This is Hate Watch, Great Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hate Watch, Great Watch. Allison Yukulis is no, she's not on vacation or anything this time. She's just at work. <laughs> we scheduled this previously and had to reschedule. Uh, so this is a solo episode with return guests. This is your third time. This is my third time. This is only my. This is my first time. Just me. Yeah. It's usually me and other Nicole. Yeah. So Nicole Wigand is here. Hi. Hello. I waved like everyone can see me. Hi. <laughs> it's a visual meeting. How's it going? <laughs> I'm Italian. I can't help it. I'm talking <laughs> my hands. It's two Italians do a podcast. We're going to hit the microphone a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs>
We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna gesture molto bene a lot. Uh, <laughs> a podcast of you and I like a, like a like a peek into our conversations like it's just we're just nightmare people yeah we're it's, friends it's just yeah like really really deep cut pop culture <laughs> references so I hope that this is enjoyable to listen to. yeah like at one point during this I asked you hey what movie I couldn't remember his name but I was like what movie does Wayne from the Wonder Years have the same haircut as this little brother Ralph <laughs> and my response was the Monster Squad yeah maybe? and I, I think it's either the Monster Squad or what did I Pee-wee. Oh yeah, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I think it might it was one of those. Those feel right. Yeah. Um but those are the same uh, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is 85. One of your starting like 87. So only that sounds right. only like a few years before that. So that all th- in my head I'm like that makes sense. Yeah, and it's I was all like, the same time period. I haven't seen the Wonder Years in a long time, but I was like I think he might even have that kind. It's cuz it's like the curly kid like grown out mullet, you yeah. know, like little kid mullet. It's not like shoulder length, but it's just before that. So it it gets away with that 60s yeah. Wonder Years like sort of he's not really a hippie, but like right, it, right. it makes sense that his hair's kind of too long. Yeah. Yeah. I think like yeah, the first like season or two of the Wonder Years he might have that real similar. I think later it like he shapes it up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, totally. As Wayne becomes like <laughs> Wayne the Pain, like Wayne the Pain. Um But yeah, so uh you suggest this movie a hundred years ago. It's okay. about a hundred years ago. So here's the brief backstory before we announce what movie it is. Um Nicole asked me if I had ever heard of this or seen it, and I hadn't. We talked about it a little bit. Okay. Cut to a few months later, and it was either my birthday or Christmas, and you got it for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool, awesome. And within about a month, I watched it, and I was like, great. And that was back before when I was just thinking about starting a podcast, so like a few years before I actually started it, where I was like, I think I might want to do a podcast. I think this movie might make a good one. I was like, all right. And I talked to you and I was like, you want to be the guest on that episode? Cause like you got it for me. You have not like an in-depth history. It wasn't like filmed at my house or whatever, (laughs) but like you had some experience with it and you're the one that introduced it to me. And I was like, yeah, you should be the guest. And so that this movie has been like reserved and backlogged. Oh yeah. I was like, don't you dare watch this movie with somebody else. Yeah. And I also haven't watched it since you got it for, since within a month of you getting it for me. Years years and years. It's probably been like almost five years or something. And, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, I kind of want to watch that again, because I've, like, forgot a lot of stuff about it. Yeah. And watching it again now, I was like, oh, man, this was, like, really good. Forgot I forgot bunches of it. I remember, like, the broad strokes, but uh, what movie did you did you bring today? So, I chose the movie Lisa. Lisa. So, like I said, Lisa was a made-for-Showtime movie, but I did not have Showtime growing up. How I saw it was, after the fact, they would play it on Lifetime a lot. Watching it again, like, not on Lifetime, I'm like, oh, they really didn't cut anything out. They didn't have to cut much out. Like, I think it was a couple curses. Like, sure, I, th- yeah. I think there wasn't a lot of swearing in this movie. No, no. Um, Most so of it's Ralph the brother. Most of it's Ralph the brother, yeah. it's, it's not even really swearing. It's just right. insults. Right. So when we watched it, the the sister said the word, said dick. And, like, I didn't remember that ever being the thing she said. And it's probably because they overdubbed it on 
lifetime. Sure, yeah, that makes but sense. But it really was only like here and there. So I watched this movie every single time I saw that it was on Lifetime. I was like in, like like yeah. let's watch Lisa. Um, I could never find it anywhere else. Like it was nowhere. It was one of those movies where I always just missed being able to tape it off sure, TV. Sure, yeah. Um, and so years ago, I was vending Monster Mania, and there is this vendor that I'm I'm friends with, and he basically his entire setup is DVDs that are converted from VHS releases and like things you can't get sure. on DVD. Um, and he had Lisa. These people deserve a medal, by they the way. They do. It's VH, VHSPS. I think they're on Instagram as well. They have a website. But they it's just anything that you've ever rented from a video store as a kid that you cannot find anywhere else, he's got it. Guaranteed. And, like, like credits like from start to finish. So he had Lisa. I bought two copies of it. One for you, one for me. <laughs> and I was like, score. Of course, in the last, like, month, guess where fucking Lisa showed up? Amazon. Like, not to buy, but uh, to rent. To rent, yeah. Um, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I've never seen this shit anywhere. So I don't know how that came about, but... Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. No, I knew so we to had be... to watch Lisa. Yeah. To be fair, Amazon does get a lot of, like, garbage transfers. True. Where I am... Uh, there's a couple things, and actually also on the Disney uh, Disney Plus, where I'm like, oh, this is just straight up, like, lifted from a VHS, like, taped off TV thing. Yep. Um, there, I watched an old... Um, like, it's a movie, but it's, like, a movie designed to introduce you to some of the rides of, uh, uh, you know, Disneyland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched that, like, around Halloween uh, last year. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's got, like, a kids going, I forget what the whole, like, maybe it's a scout troop or, like, a class trip or something. And they sort of get, like, separated. But it's like, I'll look for them on the monorail. Oh, yeah. And they're like, when right. we were over by the log ride. They and there's were at the whole... Hall of Presidents. Right. And it's like a whole scene set at each yeah. of these locations to sort of like, oh, I want to. So that if you're I watching it, you're there. like, I want to go to the monorail. I want to yeah. go to the Hall of Presidents. Parents, like... take me to Disney. Right. Um, but it had, like, commercials. Oh, that's okay. And I was like, that's awesome. And I, I was yeah. like, that's so cool that I'm 100% sure Disney did not mean to do that. I think right. they just didn't check the whole thing. Sure. But it had like, yeah, like a brand cereal commercial I'd never see, I seen. I love shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, Beerman, frequent guest, and I always just like watch, you know, commercial blocks on YouTube and like, uh, you know, there's channels, um, um, Dino Dracula, uh -huh. you know, puts up just big hour long blocks of like theme. Like these are all breakfast commercials. Yep. These are all Saturday cartoon commercials. We have them like, playing at the Art Mart sometimes. Yeah, like, just like on mute, just like have them going. It's so good. Uh, yeah, and like tying back to you know VHSPS, anybody that can make these like hard to find things available is like they're doing a service. They are. I mean, now that things are transferring to uh, not even just from DVD to Blu-ray, but from those to 4K the margin of what will get brought into the next, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, the next um, level, the next uh, technology, you know, of, of uh, home entertainment stuff and physical media, like, is getting slimmer and slimmer. Yeah. You know? There's stuff that, I, th amazingly, there's stuff that never was ever legally produced on DVD that people are like, oh, I'm putting it on Blu-ray now. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, that's great. I, you know, yes, I want this. Totally. Like, I just saw, like, yesterday or the day before, somebody, um, might be Shout Factory? Scream Factory? Yeah. Um, is, uh, putting Trog on Blu-ray. Oh, no shit. And I was like, I fucking love Trog. And that's, a, wow. that's one that's, like, impossible to find. Oh, totally. If Joan Crawford befriends a caveman, what's not to like? Right. 
usually the issues sometimes it's a hairier but a lot of times it's just that there's somebody in the movie that is a draw mm -hmm. therefore whoever currently owns the rights to that movie is like well i want more money than i yep. would for a movie with nobody in it quote right. unquote nobody right and then they just like it's like dude but like if this movie was good somebody would have already paid whatever you wanted for anything. it so like we know it's not a great movie but like people who are completists or just are curious about like a, per, a person's early work like it's hard to find like there's yeah. a movie i've been looking for called um i think it's called the prince of pennsylvania it's an old keanu reeves movie it's like an early it's like his <laughs> third movie or something and i was like wait, wait wait keanu made a movie where he's the prince of pennsylvania i'm sure that's not the plot but sure. i was like i want to see it yeah i love absolutely. philadelphia i love pennsylvania this is, yeah. my, this is my home state like i want to see this movie absolutely it, it barely exists uh you know so you said this was made for cinemax i read hbo but it's, oh, possi I, it's I, possible I it was showtime oh showtime uh i read hbo but that might have been they might have been the uh, same company at the time oh sure i don't know sure um so this was directed by gary sherman who's directed uh, some stuff but the thing that i know him from um he directed dead and buried I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Uh, it's like a weird, um, like, it's like a zombie thing with a couple weird twists and stuff. Okay. Uh, they did it on, I think, one of the Joe Bob, um, like, marathons, I think, okay. um, is where I, I saw it. But I was like, oh, I never saw this before. And I watched it, and I was like, that was awesome. So he, yeah, he directed this. He thought it had potential, as because they were, when they hired him, they were like, this is going straight to um, VHS and and the channel. And he was like, ah, I think this has legs. Like, this could do, you know, theater business. And he eventually, I guess, just, like, convinced them. So they did a limited release. It made $4 million. No shit. And he wanted a wider release. And they were like, listen, we have a deal lined up with, you know, whichever company. Um, and they're going to pay us a lot of money to air it, like, direct on their channel. Right. So then it went right to TV. Like, right to uh, cable. And yeah, it made apparently made a ton of money through that deal as well. But it that meant it was lesser seen. Sure. But and it uh, had yeah. it had a big name. So Cheryl Ladd yeah. was already very popular at the time, you know, from Charlie's Angels. Yeah, this came out in eighty uh, nine. Yeah. So Stacey Keenan is in it, but she what like she you would know her from Step by Step, but that what didn't happen yet. So she was it was Yeah, everybody Step in this is like T V uh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Cheryl Ladd was in uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. She was the replacement for Farrah Fawcett, Farrah Fawcett right? I yeah. think, yeah. Yeah, so she was a big name. Like, that's a big get for the time period. Yeah. Um, It's not like, like, I feel like if you were watching Lifetime around the time I was watching it, you'd be like, oh, well, it's because she's an older actress. But at the time that this was made and came out, she was still, like, not yeah. that far removed from no, and, Charlie's and Angels, Cheryl she Ladd wouldn't be worked the big pretty name. consistently. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like she, Charlie's Angels was like her longest consecutive run on stuff, but then she did a bunch of uh, like appearances because she was, uh, you know, a recognizable face yeah. and name. So she'd pop up on like what a guiding light for you yeah. know an episode or two or whatever, and like this and that. Um. So yeah, uh, and she's the mom. She's Catherine. The mom. Catherine, uh, and then Lisa is Stacy Keenan. Yes. It's her daughter. She's her daughter's fourteen. Yeah. Um, and you get the impression immediately that Cheryl Ladd was a young mother, but you don't really know how old she is. There's a little hints in their dialogue that she had Lisa very young and therefore she is very protective of her. She won't let her date until she's 16. She's 14 now. Um, Which is pretty... That's pretty I think it's fair. Understandable. Yeah. Like, like, I know, you know, you're getting most of it from the kid perspective, so, like, how dare you? Right, right, Um, I'm practically 30 at this point. Right, I'm, I'm an adult. So there's a lot of dialogue with them 
kind of butting heads over this age of Lisa being allowed to date. But you get the gist that, oh, around this age, she mom was seeing all these boys and sleeping with all these boys and got pregnant. And I kind of, when you do the math, she's 14. So even if she, you know, was, was a couple years older than Lisa, yeah. she's still no more than 30 years old in yeah. this. So we are older than Cheryl Ladd in this movie. Yeah, I mean, currently. like, even if she was like, I, I would say, like, given the argument and stuff, if she was anything under 18, yeah. she'd be at the most like 32. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 They actually do a good job. This, this feels, like we mentioned, feels very lifetimey in that yeah. they pay a lot of attention to the characters' backstories without lumping it all out. Like, mm-hmm. this is the only thing you need to know about me. Here you go. Yeah. Like, like you mentioned, there's some dialogue where you're like, oh, she's a young mom. Like, early on, um, Lisa's talking to Wendy, her, her best friend. Her best so, friend yeah. is Tanya, Tanya Fenmore, Fenmore yeah. who I looked up because she has that face where I'm like, I've seen you in a thousand things. Oh, yeah, I did look her up. So I looked her up. Turns out she acted quite a lot, but in one episode of, like, everything you've ever seen. Oh, okay. So she was in in one episode of, just to name a few, Mama's Family, Family Ties, New Heart, Punky Brewster, Fame, Wonder Years, My Two Dads, Torkelson's, Life Goes On, and Who's the Boss? Wow, holy shit. One episode. Yeah. That was it. One and done, in and out. That's a great run. And that was just the, like things that stood out to me there was a lot on that list like right that. right right um but she's got one of those faces where i'm like i've seen you i know your face i could not tell you your name i'm very sorry i don't know it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um and they're having a conversation and it's like oh you know you're, well you're she says you know your mom lets you borrow her stuff and she's like yeah well we're really more like best friends than and i was like okay so you get the like young mom probably thing yeah. and I was like, okay um, and then, like, as the movie goes on, like, they lay it out a little bit more and a little bit more mm-hmm. and you get a little bit. But I do like that, um, like, uh, near the end uh, when Lisa is with Wendy's family at Big Bear, she has, like, she breaks down at the table because she's like, well, I've never met my grandparents because they didn't want her to keep me and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's a lot of, like, emotional weight for, and it's not important to the plot. Right. It's important to their interactions, their relationship. Yeah. And which is like that gets glossed over a lot in movies, especially yeah. like this is a movie that's kind of based on, uh, you know, the Night Stalker. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's a sensational, which is also lifetimey, like yes. being like, oh, yes. from the headlines, you know. Yep. Um, and sometimes that stuff gets glossed over on lesser things, but I find like a lot of lifetime movies like really put a lot into character backstories. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. And the dialogue is, is like I was saying before it really works it doesn't feel like you're being beat over the head with all these details but you're like oh they're all they've got like they're they're yeah. what each other has is each is this mother daughter like best friend but now lisa's getting to that age where her mom was getting kind of rebellious and so now she's going from giving her all this freedom and then being had this friend to trying to kind of like enforce the rules and yeah. lisa's like but i don't understand you've never been like this before you and and one line she says you treated me more like an adult when i was a kid than you do now right and that's kind of a really important detail for like how this is all kind of happening and they're butting heads all of a sudden yeah and you kind of get the impression that maybe things aren't as like oh yeah we're best friends and it's easy breezy as lisa thinks or uh, you know like she at one point you know uh, her mom comes home is like all right we you know we're gonna go out to dinner right 
and Lisa's wearing like one of her mom's dresses and she's like you're wearing my dress I was gonna wear that tonight and she's like no I thought you'd wear the white one and you can see Cheryl Ladd's kind of like okay all right uh-huh. she's like all right all right kid uh and so you know it's like yeah it's it's not like a strained relationship but it's not as like oh we are truly best friend like I feel like yeah. Cheryl Ladd definitely is like well I'm the mom but do I really want to make a point about this like is this right. worth fighting about battles. yeah and there was there's a line when they're having a really bad argument after that dinner where yeah. she says you know I'm your mother you and I are not the same you know and I think that's the like it's like she finally explodes and it tips her over the edge yeah. and she's like no we're not the same I'm your parent right like we have a good relationship we are friendly but I am still your parent yeah, yeah it's and, good and Lisa can't really wrap her head around that yeah because that's you know that that foundation that she this is what she thinks her relationship with her mom is and then it's not right yeah and then she's like well just storm into my room and slam a door like yeah uh yeah it's really good and they're very good together they they are um and like they don't have a ton of uh screen time together it's like a decent amount but lisa is it's always like lisa and somebody else for the most part yeah um so she's kind of like you know all around the movie with different characters interacting with people it's mostly like her mom wendy and then richard over the phone right um so why don't you give us uh like a brief walkthrough of what the plot of of uh, lisa wendy yes oh, wendy wendy, wendy the What's unsung wendy? hero of lisa <laughs> <laughs> well she has to put up with ralph which no, i feel she... like she wendy. should yeah wendy should be allowed like a wine cooler maybe <laughs> on the on, on the weekend just oh, like boy <laughs> all right so lisa so lisa is boy crazy yeah and it's kind of reinforced by the fact that she can't date so what you learn really quickly in this is that she's kind of really savvy at seeing all older like older for her she's 14 so yeah everybody's like, older like, oh, they're all, everyone's <laughs> an adult of adult age yeah she sees like what she thinks is like a hot guy and then she follows them gets their like license plate tag and then she has this because she kind of like has this like adult voice on the phone which is really just like a phone sex whispery yeah. breathy kind of voice and so she'll call a dmv and end up talk sweet talking her way into getting the guy's information so she'll get where they work their name their phone number and then she'll kind of call them but like pretending to just be like a secret admirer kind of thing yeah and she has a scrapbook uh because she'll, like, follow them and she'll take, like, sneaky weird pictures, like, with her Polaroid from across the room. And she'll, she makes a scrapbook of all these guys. She is a very, she's a creep. Yeah. She and a, Wendy are creeps. She's a creep. So Wendy, her best friend, does this kind of shit with her. So she has, like, a partner in crime. And it's kind of one of those things. It's, like, her and her mom tell each other everything. But they both have, like, a secret from one another. Yeah. So this is her secret. And she ends up, one night, her mom sends her out to the corner store uh, to grab some rice. It's late at night. She ends up literally, like, colliding with this guy uh, who she thinks is so hot. So she follows him in his car, writes down his tag number, ends up the whole nine, gets his phone number, starts calling him as, like, a secret admirer. What she does not realize is that he is the candlelight killer. Yeah, which, that's a good bit of dropping exposition without you knowing they're dropping exposition doesn't feel very, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of movies with, uh, where you're dropping your viewers into a, mo- a world where there's like a serial killer, there'd be like a news story or whatever. Yeah. This cold opens with, you, you see, you know, a woman and it looks like she's getting ready for like a sexy night, you know, mm-hmm. with her partner. It's, it's got 
hardcore saxophone. Oh, oh, God, the saxophone in this movie is so brilliant. It's great. It's um, a beautiful thing. Credi- I, opening credits especially. Yes. Because it, it hits... It, it, it opens like it's a fucking episode of Silk Stockings. Yes. <laughs> like, it is yes. just like... It's immediately steamy, gauzy. Uh-huh. There's candles. They're like... You know, and you, you see, like, a guy. You see this woman. You think, oh, they're getting ready for, like, a sexy evening uh-huh. together. They're, you know, going through the drawers and, like, all the yep. silky things. All silk and nylon. Yeah, it looks it looks very erotic. Yes. Um, and then saxophone, which I looked up. The music uh, is by Joe Renzetti, who is a Philadelphia native. No shit. Who scored, among other films, uh, I'll start with my my favorite work backwards to the most famous, which is great. Uh, he, he scored the uh, Elvis made for TV movie directed by John Carpenter. Oh, cool. Uh, Dead and Buried, so he worked with Gary Sherman again. Frankenhooker. Hey. And the first Child's Play. No shit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, the music in this is, uh, like, kind of synthy, uh, a little bit here and there, and some saxophone, and then a lot of, like, just squealing guitar. Yes. Um, and it has that, like, moment in the, the beginning, uh, which kind of reminds me of the beginning of Teen Witch, too, where it's, like, the saxophone's playing, and then there's these, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like motion in the camera and then a pause and then motion and, like the, the film is pausing and then yeah. it keeps like, almost like a stutter it's yeah. like, but it's on purpose I love it and this this woman in the, in the opening credits checks her answering machine and it's like hey uh, you know it's me Andy right Andy mm-hmm. Andy and uh, I just wanted to call talk to you see you later you know I like talking to you bye whatever yeah. and then the next one is hello it's Richard I'm in your house and I'm, I'm going, going to, to kill, kill you, you. And then he immediately, he's behind her, and then he yeah. immediately starts strangling her. And you're like, oh, okay, it's not a sexy night, yeah. it's murder night. Yeah. And he turns her to face him, and then what's he say? I love, I love you. you. And then it's, boom, next scene. Yeah. And you're like, oh. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then you're immediately following Lisa, this 14-year-old girl, and her friend going to school. And oh, yeah. uh, Lisa has a, her binder, uh, her, her secret scrapbook mm-hmm. of crushes. Um, she's just coming off a crush on Tom Petty. Yes. She has a, a picture of Tom Petty that she has, uh, collaged a picture of her and she's like, this is Tom Petty and I on our date last night. <laughs> Wendy's like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so you find out about the candlelight killer because, uh, when, um, I guess what they go to Wendy's after school yeah. and Ralph, uh, her, Wendy's little brother comes out and he's like, I could be the candlelight killer. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. All okay. right. Yeah. I was like, that yeah, makes a lot of sense. So good. Oh, Ralph. Ralph is. A... I, as I said while we were watching it, Ralph has like five lines of dialogue, and every one of them is an insult to at least Lisa, if not Lisa and Wendy. Yeah. yeah. It's like he just shows up and he's like, come on, buttheads, we're going to be late or whatever. And you're just like, this little kid needs needs a timeout. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so they, yes. they, her and Lisa, Wendy and Lisa, have gone to find this like guy that Le- that Wendy thinks is hot and he's in his convertible and Wendy like jumps out in front of the car and she's like and she's like by him and she goes hey look and then they both turn and Lisa snaps a Polaroid of her like with her arm around this dude who's in his car <laughs> yeah bewildered because he almost killed a child yeah. and his license plate reads want, want more, more. <laughs> so they're back at Wendy's and Lisa calls the DMV and when she gets there Wendy says come on I got the DMV for Culver City yeah. phone number. We've never used them before. So you you get the impression. I also had to look up where Culver City was. Um, it's Colorado. It's, that's what I thought. False. It's California. Oh, really? I thought Colorado, too. Oh, we wow. were both wrong. Maybe we have been lying to each other about it for the last 15 years we've been friends. Um, I, hope, I hope neither of us has mailed things incorrectly. 
guess we'll never know. Culver City, Colorado. There's just right. a dead letter office with a bunch of things from us. It's weird that you said Colorado because I was like, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's um, what I. Yeah, no, right. it's California. California. Okay. So you're like, okay, so they. It's also a good detail of how they can keep doing this. Because they're like, oh, we've never used that one before. Okay, so they're doing multiple DMVs. They're not using the same place over and over again. The same scam. And Lisa calls on the phone to talk to some schleppy supervisor. And she uses her voice to get information from him. she's very flattering. Yeah, and she's like, I spoke to several people underneath you. And they said they didn't have the authority like you would. A man of your stature. And of course, this fucking dumbass on the phone is like, oh, well, That's I am true. Very, I'm a very important person at the Culver City DMV. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not in Colorado, in case you weren't aware. <laughs> it's in California. Uh, and she sweet talks him into giving her this man's number and name. Uh, and then you're like, okay, so she's done this before. She knows how to use... The, she has the spot on people. She's yeah. like, okay, if I flatter this man... I can get what I, the information I'm looking for. When she's on the phone with him, Ralph comes in, he yells like, hey, dick face or yeah. whatever. Or no, he, he, he comes in, he throws pudding balls was yeah, what it looks like, like. Like thick. Yeah. It's blue. It's blue. And very thick. I thought it was a water balloon at first. And then I was like, oh no, it's, it looks like put a cake batter yeah, or something. Maybe cake batter. It's so thick. It's so thick. It's weird. And like, this it's is, gross. What year did this come out? You know what it looks like? It looks like the shit they eat in Hook. Yes, yes, yes. When everyone imagines the food and then yeah. it appears, it does look like that. It looks like that. And Wendy's got this long, dark, curly hair, and it's, like, stuck in yeah. her hair. It's on the wall. Yeah. It's, like, on the back of Lisa's head. And Wendy pops up, and she's like, get out of here, dick face. And Lisa has to, like, real quick cover the receiver. And then the guy's like, hello? And she's like, oh, sorry, that's my secretary. Which <laughs> made me like, laugh what? so hard. Because I was like, imagine that was your secretary. Imagine this was, like, a legit <laughs> business call, or you're calling from your place of business. And uh. your secretary's like, get out of here, dick face. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's the kind of secretary I want. Oh, it's so good. That's a very, um, uh, what's her name? Ghostbusters. Uh, oh, Janine. Janine yeah. from Ghostbusters, like, would clearly be like, get out of here, dickface. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. So she hangs up the phone, and mind you, they've gotten the information for the guy that Wendy thinks is hot. Yeah, what So Lisa's more? like, so she's like, oh, call him. And Lisa's like, no, you call him. And she's like, <laughs> And again, it kind of reinforces these details. She goes, I can't. You sound like an adult on the phone. I sound like a kid. Right. And so you're like, okay. It just keeps reinforcing, A, the fact that Lisa thinks she's more adult than she is. Right. And that it's kind of being reinforced by her friends. But also, like, everyone's well aware that this isn't a thing that that Wendy can do. It's right. a thing that Lisa can do. So yeah. it's not just like everyone in that they come in contact with is dumb and don't understand they're talking to kids. Right. It's like specific it sets, to her. It sets the world of the movie in that like whether you watching at home are like, oh, that's a believable adult voice or not, you get that everybody does think that. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is good. Like because it, it the rest of the movie hinges on this voice. Right. Exactly. And like it, it is like a kid. I don't know. Did you? I don't know. How old was uh, uh, Keenan when she was? Oh, that I don't know. Yeah. Let me look that up. That. But, like, I was curious how close to, like, you know, 14, 16 sure. she was. But, yeah, she's just doing, like, this sultry voice. Yep. And so if you don't establish, like, no, 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 like, that's an, you sound like an adult. I still sound like a kid. If you don't set that up, then the whole movie's kind of like, people buying this? Right, you know? right. But it works because it, those details really just solidify yeah, what you're supposed handed. to believe. It's not heavy-handed. Um, so while, after they're, like, kind of going back and forth about calling this guy... Wendy's phone rings and it's a boy from school who asks her out 
And you can see Lisa kind of gets deflated as soon as she realizes oh. that Wendy's getting asked out. It turns out uh, she, uh, Stacey Keenan was probably right around like four, 13, 14, 15. That never happens. That yeah. doesn't happen now. She'd be 25. Like, yeah, yeah, part, yeah. You know? That's kind of cool. Yeah, she was uh, born in 75, it said. So okay. She, yeah. This movie came out when she was 14, so they probably filmed it the year before. That's perfect. I love that. Yeah. Um. So Lisa kind of gets deflated when she realizes Wendy's getting asked out. And then it becomes clear that the guy that is asking Wendy out, has a friend who they all know from school that wants to take Lisa out, too. Um, and she's like, oh, I'll ask, I'll talk to her. Hangs up the phone, and then Wendy and her have this conversation where you realize that, okay, Lisa's not going to be allowed to go on this date. And she's like, well, why don't you just, like, not tell your mom? Your mom just have to know. And she's like, if she finds out, I'm dead. And this um, is the, like, we tell each other everything, and then Wendy's like, we don't tell her about your crazy scrapbook or how yeah. we, like, stalk guys. <laughs> and Lisa's response is yeah but that's not for real yeah and that's kind of a good detail too it's like yeah. not that she she doesn't think that she's gonna marry these men like she understands that she's kind of playing a role here right and that's kind of important too like she's not completely in this fantasy land like, yeah there yeah, is yeah. some reality to it yeah like allison and i watched boxing helena the other night which is like about like obsessive possessive <laughs> love like mm -hmm. thing this isn't like that. This is she's not obsessed. She still thinks like she's having fun. This is a game. Yeah. And so she doesn't view it as anything that's really worth telling her mom about because it's just like oh, it's just a game. Like, right. Yeah. Um, and she says to Lisa, if you don't talk to your mom and figure out how to date before you're 16, and she says everyone's gonna think, think you're, you're weird. weird. It's a great line reading too. It is. <laughs> she's like kind of sticking it to her best yeah. friend. <laughs> um. Oh, and before she goes to Wendy's house. Uh, she calls her mom. We, it becomes clear her mom owns a florist yeah. shop. Uh, so she calls one of the like employees, picks up, and she's like, "Oh, you got any new guys?" And she's like, "I don't know, George Michael." Oh yeah. And then the woman says, "You got to be careful of guys that bleach their hair and wear earrings." And I was like, "Man, I think she's just talking about him being a rebellious guy." But like to me, my twenty twenty one, I'm like, "Right," because he's so he's. He's a gay man. He's, he was a gay, gay, gay man. He's a gay, very gay man. Gay man. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh man, that's a great detail now. Uh, yeah. But so I was trying to think of, of the era. I was like, so Billy Idol? Right. Some, some Duran Durans. Assorted yeah. oh, members yeah. of Duran Duran. Yeah. I was trying to think of bleach blondes with, with, with earrings. And I was yep. like, yeah. I was like, that tracks. Well, because Lisa also has a poster of George Michael in her room. Yes. And a Guns N' Roses poster. And so. uh, Tom Petty. And a Tom Petty yeah. poster. Um, so all these things kind of pay off again. Yeah. Um, but when she calls the floor shop, she says, yeah, just checking in. And so you kind of establish that she has to call when she gets home from school. Right. She can go to Wendy. She can go out, but she has to check in. Right. Single mom. Her mom yep. works, runs this business. So like right. she, you know, but she still wants to make sure her daughter's like, you know, under, under wraps and, you know, knows where she is, what she's doing, who she's hanging out with and right. whatever, which is like good mom stuff. Yeah. So Got she it. gets off the phone and then her mom comes into the florist shop and you hear her say, hi guy. Yeah. And that's become, that's her greeting to everybody. Hi guy. Yeah. Hi guy. Uh, and the employee says, oh, you just missed Lisa. Uh, she's got a new guy. And you see Cheryl Ladd immediately tense up. Yeah. And she's like, oh, boy, from school. And that's when you realize, oh, this is the source. This is this what is, she's worried about. This yeah. is the spot. And she goes, George Michael. <laughs> and then she, like, kind of relaxes. She's like, okay. So then, then you get the Wendy scene. Yes. And then after that, you see Lisa's at home. 
and she's kind of sitting in her window crying and, and she's... we see that like her window is like set back uh, a little bit from like the street or whatever and it's got you know walls on both uh, yeah, sides like of that little like yard a, like a weird like space yeah a little backyard area but she's yeah. like second floor or third floor yeah something like that um and so she like i forget she has something she's playing she just like tosses it out the window and you watch yeah. it fall and you're just like oh okay and at first i was like is this like you know her feeling trapped like mm, metaphor yeah. thing and it probably also is that sure. but it pays off later yeah in a way that again that didn't feel heavy-handed or whatever I was no, just like, oh, okay it didn't at all um and her mom comes home and she goes to like knock on the door and she's like uh-oh locked door like it's not report card time like george michael didn't get married did he right and then she comes out and she's crying and she asks her if she wants to talk about it and she says no so then she's like all right we'll just go make dinner and you also, I feel like that scene's really important, too, because you realize, like, she's not, like, the typical mom character. She's not pushing her. She's not, like, tell me what's going on. You're going to tell me. She's just very, like, nice Yeah, even the way she approached that was, like, like interesting and unique. Where, yeah, yeah she, like, why is this door locked? Right, and she wasn't, when she came out and saw her, she was crying, it wasn't really like, oh, what's wrong? Right, blah, or, like, blah. a panic. Yeah, she was just like, oh, must be serious, huh? Like, yeah. you want to talk about it? No? Okay. Like, it was just like, okay. Yeah, and like, it was oh. nice, because it's, I feel like, Especially at that time, parental relationships are always portrayed in a very particular way. It's either, like, super aggressively, like, I'm the parent. Yeah. Um, Especially or... for movies or, or TV aimed at kids, like, aimed yeah. at, like, teens. Like, yeah. especially where the storyline is going to be that, like, she feels constrained by her mom or her parents' rules, you know? Yeah. Like, to show that the mom is, like, actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like... Um, and they go into the kitchen, they start making dinner, and her mom's telling her this story of this guy who was, like, kind of flirting with her on the phone, and Lisa's like, well, is he cute? Like, why, why didn't you try and, like, pursue this? He sounds nice and interested. And her mom kind of, like, shuts it down. Yeah. Um, so Lisa uses that to be, like... So somebody asked Wendy out, and he has a friend who wants to ask me out, and, like, I think you should let me go, and she's, you know, and reinforces kind of what we talked about, like, just, like, no, I think you're too young, and, you know, and Lisa, gently, it gets, later it gets more aggressive, but, like, she's like, you know, I understand, you know, why you're concerned, but, like, I'm, you know, I'm more capable than than your average 14-year-old, like, everybody says so, that kind of thing. And she's like, and everybody's going to think I'm weird. And I like that uh, her mom's like, well, I'll make you a button that says, I'm not weird. My mom is. <laughs> I was like, that's cute. And she says to her, you know, you always said I have a say in everything. Why don't I have a say in this? And her mom says, you, you do are. have a yeah. say. We're having a conversation about it. It doesn't mean it's going to go your way. And it's a, another way of being like, oh, she's always given her a lot more freedom. Yeah. And, like, like, that dialogue feels natural. Like, I know I keep saying this, but, like, it doesn't feel clunky. It feels like no, not that all. is how that conversation would go. No, I also think a lot of people, even now, need to understand that, like, having a say in something doesn't mean you're going to get things to go to your argument. Yep. Like, it's like, no, we're, you're, you have a voice, but doesn't mean anybody has to agree with you. Right. But, yeah, I was like, wow, that's actually really well put. Yeah. And if I can mention something, their house is, like... I guess it's like it looks like an old warehouse turned into an apartment. Yeah, is so cool. It like, is. It yeah. is. It is a cleaning nightmare. It would not. It would not work for me. <laughs> it's drapery everywhere, like big gauzy, like cloth drapery. Yeah, but it's so cool. It's enormous. It is very weirdly laid out and very eighties, and I love it. Yeah, uh, it has some. It, it also has. Yeah, it's weirdly laid out. It has like the weird sort of like nooks and crannies. Uh -huh. Like I was, like not that it's super important, but like I kept being like. 
so her like her room is by the door and then like what's over like i was trying to figure out the layout of it um yeah it's not really that important but i just kept being like where's the kitchen like in relation to anything (laughs) yeah um but yeah it's a very cool uh very cool apartment they have some weird art which you only see in like one shot later where there's like it's like one of those big very pastel kind of like warm tone pastel like uh hotel by the beach mm-hmm. paintings on but the like, wall also every department store yes in yeah Maze. yeah i was like i was like boy i was like that's pretty great like yeah. moment in time yeah yep. <laughs> uh, so they're going back and forth mom realizes that they're out of rice and that's like a integral part of this dinner so yes, yeah. she's like oh, i'll put my shoes on and go and lisa's like no i'll go and she's like ah it's late it's dark and she's like it's only 7 30 you let me go last week like stop so she's like okay my money's by the answering machine and the answering machine is kind of like integral to every scene and every this movie loves answering machines loves an answering machine i have to wonder when an answering machine became really popular and if this was like a subtle like everyone needs an answering machine yeah because at one point richard uh does on the phone asks lisa like so do you have he doesn't you know he doesn't know he's talking to but he's like do you have an answering machine and she goes doesn't everybody and i was like 89 i was like yeah maybe yeah it was starting to become like I feel like answering machines uh, get, like, adopted pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and it's I, everyone's routine. They walk in, they put their keys down, and then they hit the answering yeah, machine they check button. The and machine. I'm also one of those people that used to do that because I had an answering machine. Also, I think all the answering machines in this movie are the same answering machine. So, right? Like, it's the same yes. model, for yes. sure. It might actually be physically the same one. the blinking light is yeah. every time. Because I was like, I definitely, like, I remember answering machines growing up. Uh, and I was like, we had like three different ones that I remember, mm-hmm. but they all look drastically different, A, from each other, yes. and B, from this. Yes. And I was like, I wonder if this is all the same one. Then I was like, oh, I wonder if they got like sponsored, like the Sony, like, oh, you know, yeah. or whatever. It was like, oh, we'll kick in like a couple, you know, a couple thousand if you use our answering machines. Right. I love that. Because <laughs> like, look how reliable they are. <laughs> you get every message, including the one from the guy who's going <laughs> to kill, kill you. you. <laughs> Sony. If you want to know when someone's going to kill you, we'll let you know. <laughs> Sony answering machine this fall. Oh. And her mom's like, oh, and take my keys with the mace. That's yeah, fun, too. Yeah. It's like a, she's also understanding that, like, this is, this is the world you live in. Right. Take the mace. Yeah, like, let me, it's, it's not that late, but it's dark out. Going a couple of blocks away, take my mace. I do like that when Lisa gets outside, she like, like sprays yeah. the mace. Um, and I don't know if you've ever had mace, but they have a certain amount of sprays. Like yeah. it tells you on the package. So I'm like, you're wasting that mace. I said to Hunter, I was like, she's wasting that mace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's it's yeah, it's a it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a um, controlled like thing mm-hmm. because it's technically a weapon. Like yeah, which is why you can't just get it everywhere in, in certain places. I know in other places it's a little more liberally available, but like. And so, you know, in Philadelphia, at least, like, you have to go to specific locations that are, like, licensed to sell it. Yep. Yeah. She walks out of the apartment building, and their, their, like, warehouse apartment, there's a giant neon Neon sign, sign, which is their apartment, and it's 25 Ocean. Yeah. That's where she lives, at 25 Ocean. And I was like, man, where the fuck do they live? Because there's palm trees, and this, and I was just like, that's when I looked up where Culver City was, and I was like, California. And later on, you kind of hear like a reporter mentioned Venice. So I was like, okay, they're either in Venice Beach, right. California, or they're close to it. Right, right, right. Um, and I was, I was like, this looks like Florida, because the palm trees and the neon yeah. sign, and I was like, no, it's not. 
but just then the when 80s. You, but then when you see Richard's apartment, you see the giant window with all the buildings. I was like, that looks like it could be Chicago. I was like, yeah, None that of could these be anywhere. Look like they're the same. And the the little strip uh, when they follow Richard and he goes into mm-hmm. his restaurant muse. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, like. Now that you say, like, that it's definitely California, I could see that, but that could literally be, like, anywhere. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you were like, oh, this is filmed in, in Philadelphia, I'd be like, weird. Yeah. <laughs> or it's yeah. set in Philadelphia. I'd be like, yeah, maybe. Right. Um, yeah, because, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I liked I liked that, and I liked his um, his apartment building is uh, the El Royale. The El Royale. It's got a big, like, elaborate, like, side. It's not neon, <laughs> so it's not as cool. But I did love that neon, and they use that shot a couple of times. Like, you see her uh, Lisa coming out, and you see the big neon, you know, Twenty Five Ocean, and then like later on when she's going back to the apartment, and you know, bumps into Richard, and like later when her mom is walking back, and like there's stuff going on in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They use that same shot of like the dark street with that neon sign, yeah. and it's like a really easy establishing shot that works super well. It does, yeah, yeah. Um, so she goes to the store and like clearly has a rapport with the. The shop clerk. Yeah. Says, like, Lisa, how's your mom? We have that, like, cheese that she likes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. I like, yeah. I love that. The peppered brie that she likes. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so then she leaves and she sees a couple making out in their car. And Lisa is a big old perv. Yeah. So she's what, a horn dog. She's a horn dog and she's like, ooh, <laughs> something sexual. Let me see what's happening over here. <laughs> she cleanses and is like, what's going on yeah. on this side? <laughs> so. Lisa, Lisa the perv, crouches behind a different car to spy on this couple making out at the Is it a car? Because I thought it was like, I thought it was like an old armchair on the the sidewalk. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. (laughs) So she's like crouched down being a creep. And then a dog, which is behind a gate behind her, sees her and starts barking up a storm. Yeah. So then. gives away her position. Yeah. So the couple is like, who the fuck's out there? Who's watching us? Dark street. So then she's like, oh, and she like runs away, but she's looking over her shoulder to yeah. see if they can see her. And she slams, bam, right into Richard. Yeah. <laughs> and they all hit the deck. And then she's like, like glancing up at him, like with this, like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful psychopath I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, so Richard's played by D.W. Moffat, who has been in like, he, I, I was like, I know that name. And like looking at him, like, I don't recognize his face right off like the bat. But I was like, I know the name for sure. I looked him up. He's been in a ton of things. He's been in, like, movies, TV, like, all up and down. and But nothing where I was like, oh, that's where I know him from. Right. So he must just be, like, ubiquitous in a lot of stuff that I've watched. Um, but, yeah, a lot of, like, TV roles where he's on, like, one or two episodes mm-hmm. of, like, things here and there. And then, like, movies, he was credited as, like, a detective here. And, like, you know, and credited as, like, Sam here. And I'm like, right. okay, so he's probably, like the third lead like yeah, you know like making the rounds yeah i was like okay cool 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 but like i was like that name's very familiar um he's good in this actually he, he's good in this he's really like especially this scene because like the first scene where he's just like strangles her and he's like i love yeah. you it's like anybody could do that kind of right um but this like being sl- skeezy mm-hmm. but like not cartoonishly over the top skeezy yeah. and like talking to this like young girl and you know He's like, oh, you okay? Did you drop your, you know, drop your groceries? Yeah, someone and... chasing you, honey? Yeah, and, you know, you're like, okay. And he's just the right amount of, like, creepy the yeah. whole time he, you know. He says something, we, oh, because she just keeps nodding when he asks yeah. her questions. And he goes, 
do you know how to talk? Uh-huh. <laughs> and she goes, uh, yeah. Uh. She's like, I should. I mean, I'm 14. And I was like, good boy. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, 14? You're kidding me. I would have thought, thought 16, 16 for sure. Which is exactly like, what she wants to hear. exactly what she wants to hear, right. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that when she goes home and, and starts like, bringing up the dating thing with her mom again she's like well people always say that they think i'm 16 i was like it happened once Once. and it was a (laughs) creep and it's a good detail because she was like oh are these yours and she because like they slammed into each other so her groceries fell whatever was in his hand falls and so she hands him two cassette tapes yep which is a great detail yeah because it's not over it's not like hey and you're not focused on the cassettes she just hands them to him and it's like yeah you see her handing him off and that's it and it's also you know it's not like some big, you know, uh-huh. like he's called the candlelight killer. It's not like, oh, a bunch of candles right. or something right. like it's like, oh, something that seems kind of innocuous yes. until you put together what's going on. I mean, like we, the audience kind of already know. Yeah. But like when it starts to become apparent, you're like, oh, yeah, that's she definitely wouldn't have thought that was weird. Right. And look, we as the audience have already established that he leaves those messages on the machine. But it's also a good detail because you're like you start wondering, well, don't they know right like, how were, how's he getting away like, with this oh he takes the tape too right he keeps the tape and you're told that without watching him take it out of the yeah machine uh, yeah and later like we do get a scene where he's like listening to an old tape and stuff mm-hmm. and like labeling them and you're like cool that makes total sense we yeah. set this up earlier yeah this doesn't feel like it came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it explains a thing that like maybe you were one you know like you're like cool because you're like what's he take the tape for is it just to dispose of evidence? Right. And it's like, no, of course he no, listens to it. it's a souvenir, it. yeah. Yeah, of course he listens to yep, it. Yep, and That's... he labels it with the name of the person. Yep. Uh, yeah, so he's like, oh, well, let's get your groceries. And he's like, oh, do you got everything? I know my mom would kill me if I yeah. lost something on the way home. And Lisa says, mine wouldn't. And that's another, like, oh, they, they don't have that kind of relationship. Right. Yeah, she's not a taskmaster. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very good. And then I also like that, you know, he's like, all right, you know. And she's like, oh, I, I get bye bye, see you later, then whatever. Mm. And he walks the same way she's going to be uh-huh. walking, and she's like, ooh, uh huh. So like, she ooh, kinda, a hottie in the neighborhood. She kind of follows him, <laughs> and like, he's parked kind of close to her house because you can see the neon sign in the distance. And you're like, oh, so she fo- kind of follows him, and she rips a piece of the paper bag that she has and writes down his his license, license plate. plate number because she's a creep. So I have a question. Um, when they bump into each other, is yeah. that outside of the other, like, later we all, all we find out the victim, Allison's house? Yes. Right? Yes. That's yep. what I thought. I was like, oh, I didn't, But you wasn't don't paying see attention. him coming from the house. He's just, it's standing, me, it's on, standing the on the sidewalk. Yeah. Right. So that's really good, because Lisa wouldn't have seen him go to yeah. that house to or from. It's just, boom, they collide. Yeah, and she's not looking, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, because later on, uh, at one point, Mom goes to the store. When she's on her way back, uh, the the store owner is like, you see what's going on down the street? A lot of cops. Mm-hmm. And when she walks past there, it's, you know, there's cops out there. And she had previously gone past on some errand. And a guy's like, hey, do you do you live around here? Do you know the woman that lives here, Allison? And he's clearly, like, knocking on the door. And he's like, are you in there, Allison? Hello. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Mom's like, uh, I live around here. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't know this guy, so she doesn't right. want to give him too much information. And you can see that. Like, they play that really well. Yeah. Where she's like, do you live around here? And she's like, whoa. Like, she's like, not far. Yeah. And, yeah, he's like, do you know Allison? And she's like, uh, sorry, I don't. And he's like, ugh. And he starts, goes back to, like, knocking on the door. So, you know, that sets that up in, like, three stages. Where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, when that happened, I was like, was that the same house? I was like, maybe. Yeah. But I think I think it was. Which and is it, great. It's so, it's so well done. Yeah. I, can't, I just can't. It's very tight and very, like, it's very simple. Yeah. It's not overly elaborate. And it's not, a, again, it's not a thing where, like, 
we see him coming out of the house and she doesn't or whatever. Right. Where we know, oh, something happened in that, you know, whatever. It's a thing that, like, as the movie went on, I was like, ooh, oh, wow, you know. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. Like, reward your audience who's paying attention. Yes. And she gets back home and mom's like, thanks for going. And now Lisa feels emboldened by her interaction with the creep on the the side and says, (laughs) I want to go on this date. And mom says, you're not going on this date. And that is that. Yeah, not having So Lisa's sad. um, And we skip to school the next day. She is sitting on this big, giant ledge, like, I don't know, multiple stories up in the It's like the crying video from Aerosmith. Yes. (laughs) Looking down at Wendy having a conversation with the boy who asked her out. And I wrote down on my piece of paper, uh, ledge at school very dangerous with giant letters and multiple underlines (laughs) why is that at the school with no like yeah no like windows like that are covered you know did your school have the uh, so my school on the first floor had these things on the second and third and above mine was only one story oh okay my grade school at least i don't remember i'm pretty sure my high school had just like a cage over all the windows but on the first floor, it had those, like, plastic things that came up halfway up the window from yeah, the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. To stop people from, like, I guess, like, going, climbing in or out. Sure. But they could probably be, like, stepped over or ripped out if there was a fire and there was an emergency. Right. But, yeah, second, third, floor, it was just, like, the gate, like, that uh, chain link over yeah. the over the windows. But, yeah, I was like, they don't have that plastic thing? Like, yeah. that's dangerous. She's literally, like, sitting on the ledge. And not, like, legs on the safe side. Like, all, oh, legs yeah. up, like, just hanging there. And she's got the paper... From the pa- the paper bag with Richard's uh, license plate number yeah. on it. Um, I like when she talks to Wendy. Wendy's like, she's like, uh, hey, when, how, how'd it go or whatever, like talking to the, to the boy. And Wendy's like, do you know what it's like to constantly be paying attention to what you're saying to make sure you don't sound like a total dork? <laughs> Halfway through, I couldn't remember if I put on lip gloss or not. I'm a nervous wreck. <laughs> Which I love that whole thing. So good. So good. And she's like, you know... Wendy's trying to get, like, hey, like, why don't you just come on this date? And she's like, I can't. And she's like, besides, this guy's nothing compared to the man I met last night. And she's like, saw or met? Met. We had a conversation. <laughs> it's so he good. thought I was 16. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good because you're just like, oh, kid, come on. Yeah. And, she, and Wendy's like, what's his name? And she's like, I don't know. And then she flips the paper around. She goes, but I have his license plate so I could find out. Yeah. And she's so kind of, like like cocky about it she's like i can find out no problem yeah this is a skill she has <laughs> it is um oh this is where we see uh don well no actually she calls richard first right yeah she yeah. calls richard so you don't see her getting his information but because yeah, we already know how it we works. already know how it works yeah. we don't need to see it um she does a thing she calls back to uh when they were making dinner when she and her mom were making dinner her mom was talking about that guy that like flirted with her over the mm-hmm. phone and she's like yeah he did this like mysterious thing where he was like oh, don't you, you know, don't you recognize my voice? And she's like, I, I don't know, like, maybe. And he's like, well, there are so many men in your life that you don't know who I am. And, you know, uh, then I said, well, why don't you tell me? He said, well, if you, you know, if you remember, then you call me, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's when Lisa was like, oh, you're going to call him? And she's like, no, no, no. And she kind of, like, downplays it. Um, so when Lisa calls Richard, she does the same thing, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's really smart. It is. Because that didn't seem at all like you were setting anything up. And yeah. we never saw her do this before. So you just see that she's like, oh, that during that conversation, she was like, oh, that's a good ploy. Mm-hmm. And then she does it with Richard and it works. Yeah. And when she calls, she says, hi, guy. Hi, so guy. she's using her mom's like 
life, essentially. Yeah, mannerisms. She's mannerisms and, and this thing that in, this interaction happened with her Wendy even mom. mentions that she sounds like her mom on the yes. phone. So. Yeah. So the high guy becomes like the thing she says every time she talks to Richard. When she yeah. when he answers when she hi guy. Hi guy. Um and it's a good detail. It it's is, real, it's really good. It's, it's also very weird and very specific and doesn't feel like too weird and specific. It feels like she's like, Oh, this is what my mom does and my mom is this beautiful adult woman. Right. And it's also unique to her. So I wanna be unique too. Right. And right, like right. interesting. Yeah. And the way that her mom says it to everybody, because you see, like, her, you know, co-worker or employee at the flower shop is another lady. So when she comes in and says, like, hi, guy, you're like, oh, that's, like, it, it draws attention to it without drawing too much attention yeah, to it. You it's just not think, flirtatious. Like, yeah, you just think, like, oh, okay. Um, and so, you know, like, when, when she says it when she comes home and, and sees Lisa, she's like, oh, hi, guy. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's just her, like, catchphrase. That's yeah. just, like, a thing she says. But it pins it in your mind in a way that, like, when Lisa uses it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it came out of nowhere. It doesn't feel like they're trying to make this a thing. Like, it feels right. like, oh, yeah, this is already a thing. And her mom says it in a very, like, casual, bubbly kind of way. And when Lisa talks to Richard, she drops her voice, and it's very sensual. It's very sultry, yeah. So she's like, hi, guy. Hi, guy. But yeah, she does the same, like, there's so many women in your life, you don't know who I am. And I joked to you, I was like, he's just like, no, but I've killed all the rest <laughs> of them. You're the only one living. You're the only one, How did yeah. you get away? <laughs> I thought I had killed all of you. Um, uh, yeah, no, that was, I, I thought that, was, I literally wrote smart writing in, uh-huh. in my notes, because I was like, that's really good. Yeah. Like, calling that back from a thing that didn't seem like you were setting a thing up. Like, uh, it's so good. And when, when Richard comes into his apartment, the phone is ringing. Yeah. Um, And there are already candles lit yeah. in his apartment. It's not a lot. No. It's not, like, overkill. No, but he, do, he like, doesn't seem to have lamps. Yeah, no. It's, like, three candles and i feel like if you weren't paying attention like i was looking extra hard at his apartment because i was like wanted to have stuff to talk about um it could easily be like little switch on lights but i'm like no those are candles they're like three candles dude loves candlelight dude loves candlelight he does he must have fucking like just creamed his jeans when barry Lyndon came out (laughs) he was like look at all this natural light look at all these candles kubrick is a master So the next time uh, you see Richard is Lisa and Wendy meet up to go find him, essentially. Yeah. So they, like, are hanging out by his apartment building and they see him leave. And he's wearing a tux. He's wearing a tux. It's broad daylight. Yeah. And Wendy's like, why is he wearing a tuxedo in the middle of the day? (laughs) And they seem to be the only people that are looking at this man in a tuxedo in the middle of the day. Yeah. Everyone else is like, this tracks in the California sun. Right. And he's walking. Like, yeah. if he if he was in a tuxedo, got into a car, you'd be like, okay, he's going to something. Right. But, I mean, like, it, it makes sense because he, it turns out he works as, a, like, manager at a fancy restaurant in the neighborhood that's walking distance yes. from his apartment. Called Muse. Called Muse. But, like, it's M-U-S-E, <laughs> like the band, not M-E-W-E-S, like Jason Muse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, also, that'd be a good theme restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Just Jason Muse. He gets to name all the things on the menu. I'll have the Snoogans. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Your restaurant, the your your snooches. Your menu needs descriptions <laughs> or photos. I'm afraid to order the Snoogans. <laughs> is the Snoogans gluten free? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, are the Snoochie Boochies in season? <laughs> uh, so 
they're kind of hanging outside the restaurant and then Richard comes out and they're putting a little distance between them but still following him and he stops and he's looking in the window of a gym yeah and you can see as the audience that he's kind of watching one woman in particular blonde blonde woman in particular and couple like storefronts down Lisa and Wendy are hanging out and Wendy's like like go let's get closer and Lisa's like no get a photo of him yeah he'll recognize me because she was super recognizable in their one interaction right well clearly changed his life right changed his life so he'll he'll know me for sure (laughs) uh so Lisa like grabs her by the hand and like takes off and then like kind of collides with him and she's like excuse me and they keep running so he doesn't really look at them yeah and and also like just as that happens uh the blonde he was looking at leaves the gym yeah. So, like, r- the door opens, like, in front of him, and she crosses, and then now that's all he's focused on. Yeah, and he watches her get in her convertible and drive off. Yeah, and which can... is also smart, right? Like, yeah. all that is very smart, because it's, like, their interaction, his interaction with these kids isn't weird enough that he would immediately be like, that was weird. I wonder if that was the same kid, like... Sure. And also, even if he was starting to be like, that was weird, immediately, that you know, the woman he's really thinking about is right in front of him it like literally right in front of him yeah. so it takes all his attention that's super well done it is it is um so oh one thing we forgot is that in the argument with mom she asks if wendy can sleep she was she was gonna sleep at wendy's house if wendy can sleep at their house instead and mom's kind of like hesitant yeah but and she's, she's like, like sure okay and i guessed and i was right i was like yeah. oh mom had a date yeah and we meet don and Don loves mom, mm-hmm. and he's he, right. That's his name, right? Don is the bowling guy. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the same guy. No, it's a different guy. Oh, I thought he came up to her at the bowling alley to try and same like hair. Different. Yeah, guy. that's why I was like it's the same hair. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, I was like, well, no, it's the same haircut. And I was like, oh, he must have been like, oh, she's she's probably like, oh, I can't, and I'm taking my daughter bowling. And he's like, well, I'll go and introduce myself. No, different and guy. That's wild. They do have the same the haircut. Same hair. <laughs> so you realize that. This guy comes to pick mom up from the florist shop for lunch, and she's like, oh, I have to break our date. Like, Lisa was supposed to go here. She's going here instead. And he's kind of like, stop breaking dates with me. Just yeah. invite me over. Your kid will probably like me. And her mom... And she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's a little yeah. serious. And he's like, I don't have to spend the night. Just let me come by. And yeah. we'll have dinner, and then I'll leave. Maybe she'll like me. Maybe yeah. we'll get along. And they have, like, a really... And this is, again, like, a really good conversation because it makes sense. It doesn't feel heavy-handed. Yeah. He's, she says to him, like, you don't understand what And neither like. one is the bad guy yeah. or the good guy. They right. both have valid arguments. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you don't understand what it's like having a 14-year-old daughter. Like, she borrows my clothes. If I go on a diet, she goes on a diet. If she thinks I'm sleeping with somebody, she might think it's okay to do that, too. Which is a great argument. Yeah. And he's like, you don't understand. Like, I've dated women with kids before. And she's like... Did they like you? And he's like, they loved me. And she's like, do you see them? And he's like, not since I stopped dating their mother. And she's like, that's my point. Yeah. She's going to get attached to you. And what if you leave kind of thing. Right. And we're like, oh, that's like such a good, solid, like, back yeah. and forth. Like, it makes perfect sense. It establishes why she's keeping it from Lisa. Yeah. Like, it makes all the sense in the world. But now you know, like, mom doesn't know about Lisa following these men. Lisa doesn't know about mom having a boyfriend. And so they tell each other everything, but not everything. Yeah, not these two things, which turn out to be kind of important. Kind of important. (laughs) So that night, after Lisa and Wendy follow Richard, they're at Lisa's house. They call Richard, but Lisa's the only one talking. Yeah. So it's, hi, guy. You know, how was your day kind of thing. And he is basically like, tell me how I know you. Yeah. And so 
Wendy kind of masked her, like, say it's from the restaurant. She's like, he's like, she's like, the restaurant. He's like, the restaurant. He's like, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, and she kind of, like, cutely, like, says, like, oh, you know, because he said he wasn't feeling well. I'll call you tomorrow, see how you're feeling, and, like, hangs up the phone. So she's kind of teasing him and, like, yeah. not giving too much, um, which is also a good detail because she's doing that at first. But then as she keeps calling him, she's giving him too many details. Yeah, he's. Because she's getting comfortable. Yeah, he's specifically trying to find out, you know, who this yeah. is. And, you know, yeah, and she's, like you said, she's getting comfortable. So she's like, oh, yeah, my name's Lisa, eventually. Yeah. And he's like, huh. And you can see her be like, was that a good idea? Yeah. And then she kind of, and, he, and then he immediately is like, I don't think that's your name, but sure. And then you can see her be like, oh, good. Yeah. He just still doesn't know who I am. And the more her and her mom's relationship gets tenser and they start fighting, the more she's leaning into Richard. Yeah, and she's like... she's treating him more like a confidant. Confidant, yeah. Like, that one phone call under the blanket. Yes. Uh, after, I guess, is that after the dinner? That's that's after the bowling. After the bowling, yeah. Like, she, it's like she's gossiping with, like, Wendy. Yeah. But it's with creepy Richard, this, yeah. like, adult man. <laughs> and she's, she's talking about her friend when really she's talking about her mom. Right. And it's like you're... You see, like, she's starting to not remember that this is fake anymore yeah she's yeah. using it to like deal with the stuff with her mom in like a really adolescent way but playing this adult role yeah um which is also a really good detail yeah it, it feels like uh like psychologically sound like yeah. this seemed and like even the way the calls escalate slowly you know between her and richard feels like the way kids would like you know like a prank call like this kind of thing like yeah. it's they're not calling to do like a whole bit they're just calling to be like, let's see how far I can go, and then I can bail at any time. Yep. And she kind of does that. Like, she gives him a little information, and then she gets off the phone when she wants to. Like, right. And it feels realistic, It doesn't, and it doesn't feel, like, yeah, ham-fisted. Right. Yeah. So, Lisa and her mom go bowling. Yeah. And that's when we meet Don. Yeah. Don. Don, okay, so... Now, my opinion of Don... Bowling creep. Yeah. My opinion of Don has changed. Because I first... I was like, that's a real bad approach. When I thought it was the boyfriend mm -hmm. trying to be like, well, I will, like, force my way into an interaction and introduce myself. Yeah. And then, like, well, she's already met me. Then you can just introduce me to her. Right. That kind of thing. Um, and I was like... I was kind of like, well, that's pretty shitty, Don. Mm. But now that you tell me it's a totally different man... This dude should have gotten kneecapped. Yo, totally. Because he just sees, oh, uh, a, a beautiful single woman and a, and a kid, and he's like, oh, well, your dad should teach you how to bowl better. Like, he approaches, Lisa gets, a like, a gutter ball, and it goes <laughs> up to her while she's bowling. Like, doesn't even approach mom first. Goes up to the kid. Yeah. Like, how, what is wrong with you? Yeah, no. My dude? Like, yeah. you creep? It's very creepy. And she's so like, oh, it's you're creepy. letting it roll over the, the finger holes. You yeah. Should, your dad should teach you that. And she's like, well, I don't have a dad. He's like, oh, no. He's like, well, I can show you. And then, like, you can see mom being like, all right. Yeah. All right, guy. And Lisa gets a, you know, gets a strike, but it's the second ball, so it's a spare. And, uh, which she makes a point of. And I was like, good for you, mom. <laughs> she's like, it's a spare. She's like, it was the second ball. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, I'm done. And she's like, yeah, we're having, like, some mother-daughter family time here. And he's like, oh, uh, okay. I was like, yeah, fuck off, Don. Like, and he looks, like, wounded. Yeah. And I'm like, my dude, like, you, you're a fucking creep. Get out of here. Yeah, it's 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 creepy, too. Like, he doesn't, it's not like he's in the next lane over and says from his position in the next lane over, right. like, hey, I can give you some pointers if you want or something, which would right. already be, like, weird but not the worst thing ever. Right. You know? But, like, he just comes up to her and is like, 
oh, your dad, your dad should tell you. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Right. Yeah. Like, if I was bowling, and I was like, oh, that kid doesn't know how to bowl, and mom's not, I'd be like, hey, you know, I can give you some pointers. And I, but I would, like, look at mom and be like, is it okay if I give her some pointers on right. how to bowl? I can, I can help. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking be like, hi, we're friends. I'm an adult man. It's <laughs> like, 1989. Nothing's wrong with this. Like, what the And fuck? Lisa's like, mom, you're being up, like, you're so tight. Like, <laughs> okay. All right, Don. Do we not have Stranger Danger by then? We definitely did, Dude, right? Like, come on. I guess I, that I was an so. early '90s thing. I guess so, but I also I feel like like she's just at this point so like because de- there's been conversation with Wendy about like maybe if your mom was like getting some she'd like lighten up on you. Yeah. So I think she, she's kind of like yeah maybe that's a good idea like go have a boyfriend not realizing she already does. Right, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking creepy-ass bowling, Don. Um, so, Lisa and her mom have had a fight about Big Bear. Uh, when oh, right. Wendy's family are going to go up there for the weekend. That's when you meet Wendy's dad, disgraced actor yep. Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. If you don't know why he's disgraced, uh, turns out he is a super perv. Check out check out uh, that information. Yep. Uh, that, that, that was a bummer. Yeah, it was a big bummer. That I wasn't a... done transparent yet, and I, now I never will, because I don't want him to get residuals from it. Yep. Nope, yeah. That uh, was a big bummer. I was like, oh, I really hope that's not true. That's definitely yeah. true. And it, what makes it worse is that it was on the set of Transparent that mm-hmm. he's a big creep. So he was utilizing the fact that this is the only show that's really providing, at the time, providing work for trans actors. So if anybody basically spilled the beans on that it would really be detrimental to all of these people who don't get work normally, right. which is extra shitty. He knew that. Yep. Uh, so she's Wendy's dad. Yeah. Ugh. He's thankfully not in it very much. Yeah. Um, who, did you catch who, uh, Wendy's mom was? She I, looked really familiar to me, but I, I did, I forgot to look her up. I saw her in the cast list, but I didn't catch what other things she's been in, but I think I still have it up. Hang on. But yeah, they're, they're going to go up to big bear and they want, you know, Wendy wants, well, at first, Wendy wants to stay with Lisa, mm-hmm. and um, Lisa's mom's like, no, Lisa has plans that weekend. Because it's Easter weekend. It's Easter, that's right. It and it's Easter. like her mom's big weekend at the flower shop. Yeah. And then it becomes like, well, can I go with her family? Then, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about me, you know, at all, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no. You, and she just keeps saying, like, you have plans that weekend. Yeah. Um, which I thought was, like, good. I, I At first, I was like, oh, I wonder if she's setting up a um because i you know i couldn't remember uh, like what happened exactly like with the finale of the movie i was like oh did they did she eventually introduce lisa to the boyfriend guy i was Mm. like maybe i was like i don't remember but maybe because i was like "Eh, there's a dinner i was like maybe the the guys at the dinner i don't remember um but uh Um, yeah sidebar so wendy's mom is julie cobb and she's been in every fucking TV show, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, everything. Home Improvent, Beverly Hills 90210, Life oh, wow. Goes On, Doogie Howser, uh, Growing Pains, Our House, New Heart, wow. Designing Women, Family Ties, Matlock, MacGyver, TJ Hooker, Charles in Charge. She's literally been in everything, including Silk Stockings. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I watched a lot of TV as a kid. Same. I, like, always had the TV on, like, while I was doing homework oh, and yeah. you know i went like, to sleep with the tv on yeah like. um and i could as a kid I, 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 even now i don't sleep really well mm-hmm, so like same. i'd sleep for a few hours and then get up and be wide awake in the middle of the night and i'd sleep down i'd sneak down to the living room and like turn the tv on and just watch like an hour and a half or two hours of like whatever was on mm-hmm. like old sitcoms and things or reruns and then pass out on the couch and then like 
sometimes I'd wake up and go back to bed, and sometimes I just woke up in the morning, was down there, and got ready for school. Like, uh-huh. um, you know, sometimes my mom would wake me up and she's like, "What are you doing down here?" And I'm like, "I don't know, I couldn't sleep." So I watched <laughs> old David Letterman at three in the morning, yeah. like David Letterman from the '70s at three in the morning, <laughs> um, or whatever. Yeah, and she's like, "Okay." So yeah, like, it's not surprising. That everybody, because everybody in this, I was like, oh, they look familiar. Yeah. Like, if I didn't actively know who they were or hadn't looked them up, like, I was like, oh, yeah, they look familiar. Lots of TV. Yeah, it's just, like, these TV faces. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, the Big Bear argument. Yeah. We established that it's Easter weekend. Yeah. Um, Lisa sneaks into the El Royale garage. Yeah. Richard's apartment. And this is the only thing in the whole movie that I think is kind of clunky, which is, she she's, like, like fluffing her hair, like, and, you know, arranging it over her shoulder, mm-hmm. and she's like... Oh, Richard, what a rad car. <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. Uh, I do like, throughout the whole thing, I really like um, Lisa's, like, doing the sultry voice with, like, using teenage, like, slang yes. and phrases and stuff. I, I was just like, every once in a while, she would slide one into this conversation. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. And they're not like, it's not clunky. It's just, you know, he, I was like, I'm surprised he's not starting to wonder if she's, like, you know, a kid. Right. Because she, she would just say stuff like, boy, that's really on the level, or whatever. And I'm like, who says that? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so she's like looking at herself in the reflect. He has tinted windows on his like SUV Perfect thing. Does. And she's like, oh, Richard, what a rad car. And then um, somebody pulls into the garage, and they get out, and they use their car alarm, which we see Richard's car has. And when he locks his car, Richard's car unlocks. And the guy and his date, like, look back and forth from the two cars, right, and he clicks it a couple it more times. And he goes, oh, he's got the same code I do. I'll have to reset mine. And when they're going upstairs, um, the date is like, oh, you're leaving his car unlocked. And he goes, it doesn't matter. They'll re- they reset on their own after a few seconds or whatever. So Lisa takes the worst possible opportunity to yep. climb into this man's car. Yep. And she's like, oh, Richard, do you mind if I drive? And then the fucking alarm sets, and she goes, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you see her looking around like, I'm trapped in here. And then he comes down. And she says, oh, shit. But yeah. the thing I love about that line is that she says it quietly to herself. Yeah. Like, I feel like in a lot of movies, you're like, she like this person wouldn't say it that loud because she'd be, like, nervous. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she, like, quietly says it to herself. Yeah, she's I just like, that. oh, shit. Uh, and she climbs into the back behind the driver's seat. And he, like, gets in, drives out, and I was like... Boy. And he notices the car alarm thing, too. Like, when he... Yes, oh, yeah. to open her, his car... The other guy's car goes off, and he kind of like looks back and forth. So like, and he basically makes the same face the other guy made. It was just like, oh, I'll yeah. have to set mine, I'll have to re- reset mine, or whatever. And yeah, I liked that. But that line of dialogue of like, oh, well, we must have the same code. I'll have to reset mine. Don't worry, they reset. You know, they'll uh-huh. automatically realarm. You know, after a few seconds. I was just like, that's a little clunky, but like, not really bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing where I was like, that could have been. A little bit smooth, or like that could be a character that we've already interacted with, but they just invented this character just to do this one thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, that's fine. Um, yeah, and so he goes to what a laundromat is that? I think so. Yeah, like and a dry cleaner. Kind yeah, of place. dry cleaner. And um, parks... on the way there, though, your favorite part. Oh God, yeah. So he he tur- puts in a tape. And it's Bo Diddley's I'm a Man, which is the, I spell M, A, N. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that song's fun and everything. But, like, as soon as he turns it on, he just starts going, like, boom, 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 in the (laughs) the driver's seat. And I was just like, what a dork. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'm a real badass. Going to pick up my dry cleaning before I can strangle some more women. Boom, 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 boom. boom, 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 boom
And I was like, I was like, who? I was like, is that? I couldn't remember who. I was like, is that buddy guy? Like, I, you know, I was like, yeah. So I looked it up. It's Bo Diddley, unless I took a screenshot. <laughs> the listing when you Google it says Bo Diddley. Oh, no. B O D I S D L E Y. I was like, no. Nope. Nope. Where for a second I was like, have I been wrong my whole life? Right. <laughs> it's oh like, my no, God. it is Google that is How wrong. How many times have I said Bo Diddley? No one's ever corrected me. It's clearly Bo Diddley. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, so, oh my, come on, Google. <laughs> yeah, Google. come on, Google. You're Google. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I took a screenshot of that because they, they might fix it. Yeah. But if not, I can prove that it says Bo Diddley. That's so weird. <laughs> um, yeah, and that, that's a, that whole scene, I was like, Oh, because I kind of like spaced out. I wasn't really paying attention to how long the movie was running. And I was like, are we going to the finale now? I was like, what's happening now? I couldn't remember. You know, I was like, yeah. I was like is he going to like kill somebody? I was like, did she? Oh, fuck. It's she's very like tense. on the floor behind him. Yeah, seat. in the foot, the foot well. Um, to the point that when he backs into the space and he has to like turn and lean into the back seat, she's like shitting herself. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he goes into the dry cleaner, and then, like, you hear his car alarm going off. And she just bailed out and left the door open. Yeah, just boom, gone. And it was the, <laughs> it was the side away from the curb. Yeah. So it's a good, that's a good detail, too, because it's like, well, he wouldn't, if he turned around right when he heard it, he wouldn't see her. Yeah, he didn't see anybody, like, run out of the car. Or, yeah. like, he just sees, you know, he comes, comes out to see what set off his alarm and sees the door is open. So he's like, oh, somebody tried to open my car door. Right. right. <sighs> so good. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. tense. And, you know... And they also don't make a meal out of him, you know, being like, that's suspicious. Like, there's not a lot of face right. acting, like, where, you know, he just kind of looks at it as like, huh. Yeah. It's good. So the next two phone calls for him, one is her late at night, like, with the blanket over her. And that's when, right after the bowling alley, where she's kind of giving him too much information about her quote-unquote friend, which is her Yeah, it's mom. just, it's too confessional. Yeah, like, it's too confessional. For this, like, yeah, this bit you're trying to do. And it's where you start to realize, like, oh, she's she's getting sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Like, they've talked too much. She's getting too loose with what she's saying. And she's like, oh, my friend got pregnant and the guy didn't want anything to do with her it's like her and, whole back mom's whole back and now she thinks everybody's on the make <laughs> yes that's one of the i was just like mm, would, a, would an adult woman say on the make yeah. at this time i don't know about that so i do like he's like well some guys are like that uh-huh and in my head i'm just like you know he's like oh, not me though i just want to kill you <laughs> and he's like <laughs> well different. he's like i can tell you're beautiful like i can tell you the beautiful mouth by the Whoa. way you form your words <laughs> <laughs> he does so say good. he's like I already know what you look like. And she's like, yeah, he's like, I can tell you're beautiful. And she goes, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, so, I was like, that's actually really funny. And so she kind of hears her mom waking up because it's late at night. So she's like, I have to go. And he's like, well, promise me that the next time we talk, we will make, we'll make a plan, date. Yeah. plans for a date. And so she just says, okay, and hangs up the phone really quick. So the next time you see, like they're clearly, her and her mom have plans. So she's, on her bed in this dress that you find out is her mom's and she's on the phone with Richard. Um, and he's like, you know, well, well, what about our date? Like you, you promised. And she's like, well, are you working tonight? And he's like, I work every night. He's like, but I can like, get away for a few hours. Yeah. And she's like, well, maybe I'll just stop by. And he immediately is like, no, 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 no. no. He, he drops his like, kind of like, he's not doing uh -huh. like as full a voice, but he's, he's kind of, you know, a little sexy, yeah. like, a little bit raspy and when she's like oh maybe we'll stop by he's like, no 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 yeah. don't do that he's like oh i don't like to mix business and pleasure and the way like, he says it he says it like he just came up with that yep. <laughs> as a yep. phrase like he goes 
I don't like to mix business and pleasure. Like he's yep. like, oh, I can't. That's good. Uh-huh. I'm so glad I came up with that. And you're like, right, because if she sh- she goes to the restaurant yeah. and somebody sees her there and he ends up killing her, like then they'll connect it. To right. Him. Then that might be the last place they were seen, right. so they might come looking. Yep. Yeah. He's smart. Smart killer. He's a smart killer. Yeah. Smart writing. So it's clear that her mom has just gotten home, and she like barges into the room while she's on the phone. So she cups her hand over the phone. Yeah. Like pretty, pretty intensely. And she's like, Oh, you know, like she's like, Oh, is that my dress? And she's like, I thought you'd wear your white one. Like, and she's just like, okay. And she's like, "Uh, mom, Wendy's telling me a secret. Yeah. And so she's like, shut the door. And so Richard's like, Oh, who's that? And he's like, Oh, it's my girlfriend. Um, and she's like, I have to go. And he's like, no, like, don't go. And she's like, I'll be wearing a sexy white dress. Bye. Click. Yeah. And then you go into mom's getting ready. I remember the first time I watched this years and years ago. This is the point where I was like, oh, because up until this, I thought the movie was building to, like, she was going to try to, like, go on a date with him. And, like, he would either, I don't know, not recognize her or not care. And be like, I'm going to kill a kid, you know. Right. Um, And then I remember, yeah, the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, she's inadvertently setting her mom up. And I was like, shit. Well, Wendy plants that seed in her head, if you remember. It's because she's like talking to wendy and she's like yeah she's like i don't know what my mom's problem is like and she's like you'd be better off setting oh, yeah. your mom up with richard because maybe if she got laid once in a while she'd get off your back kind of thing yeah that's and that right. plants the seed in her head like oh maybe my mom and richard that's, but but it's still like it's not super no no super in your face but also it's like she's going along with that idea but she doesn't want to give up her end of it either yeah um, so she goes in her mom's room, mom's getting ready, and she, like, pulls out the dry cleaning bag. She's like, here's your white dress. And she's like, oh, I was gonna wear this. I think it looks great. And she's like, oh, you look prettier in your white dress. She's like, oh, well, the shoes are getting fixed. She goes, I picked them up for you. And her mom's clearly annoyed. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, Jesus Christ. Like, she's being micromanaged by yeah. her child. <laughs> but she's like, okay, fine. And so she goes to go in the bathroom to get changed, and then she, Lisa's like, can I borrow your perfume? And she's like, yeah, but go easy. <laughs> and so she's, like, wearing her perfume, and she's going through her stuff, and she finds her mom's birth control pills. And then she's clear, like, oh, her mom hasn't been honest with her. Her mom's been seeing somebody in yeah. order to be on birth control. Right. And she's kind of, she has that, like, stung, like, how could you do this to me look on her face. Right. And they go to... Muse, Muse for dinner. Yeah. And her mom's like, how did you hear about this place? And she's like, mom, it's like the in restaurant. It's the hottest restaurant the hottest in town right town. now. <laughs> uh, and like, they go to get seated and she's like, a table for two for me and my sister. Yeah, and, she made the reservation. Uh-huh. And then she's like, table for two for me and my sister. And mom looks at her like, okay. And she's like, mom, how else are we going to meet guys? And she's just like, come on. Like, yeah. she just kind of pushes her to go. Lisa is really like grasping at straws here where yeah. she's like, we are two women out on the town. We are equals. And it's like, you are way overstepping. So they we s- are sisters. We are going to pick up guys. And then she orders a drink. Yeah. And her mom's like, oh, vodka, vodka, cranberry. Or whatever. Yeah. I think vodka on the rocks. Vodka on the rocks. And she's like, same. And the, the waiter goes to leave to get it. And she's like, um, ex- excuse me, can you make one of those Diet Coke? Which, first of all, a Diet Coke for a 14 year old. Don't get your kid a Diet Coke. Yeah. Like, why is she? She's 14. Coke? She can have a full Coke. Right. I was just like, man, like. Are you, sh- it was 1989, on. though. Diet Coke, I feel like, was the, the drink of 1989. I have it written down. I was like, Diet Coke, question mark. Like, she's a kid. Stop. Don't. Don't encourage that. Yeah, she doesn't need the aspartame. Um, and then she's like, were you really going to drink? And she's like, the important thing is, he, he thought, thought I was, I was old, old enough. enough. 
And Ma, you can see Mom be like, that is the important thing. Uh, <laughs> you can see her kind of be like, we will talk about this later. Um, yeah, so they have dinner. Oh, before we move on, you yeah. should talk a little bit about Mom's sexy white dress. Oh, God. The sexy white dress has... Everything about it is weirder than you think it's going to it be. It is it is not a good dress, you guys. No. It has t-shirt sleeves. Yes. Like that but, cut. But a little, uh, like, a little flowy. Yeah. Because they're, they're lady sleeves. So yeah. it's a little billowy. But, like, not enough where it looks like a dress. Like, it, it, it looked yeah. like a converted t-shirt top, kind of. Yeah. It has a... It has, like, a... Like a collar oh, the, like the, a white collar yeah, the it looks, choker collar type. it's got the same shape as the top of molly ringwald's makeshift prom dress in yes. pretty in pink yeah where it's got the like solid color like neckline and then the netting yeah um and it's all white and it is it's satiny. a square cut yeah for that uh for that gauzy top thing it is wildly unflattering it's, it is a yeah. potato sack with a net yeah it's so it's such a weird and like and it's her sexy white dress right and i was just like who what oof and I'm like, yeah, like, also, Wad, like, I don't buy for one second you guys had an entire dinner and that dress is still that color. Like, nope, that the food ends no, up on the dress. I can't wear a non-white t-shirt and eat anything no. ever without a bib like a child. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. No. I, years ago, up until very recently, one of my most popular tweets of all time was, I know I'm punk rock and all, but spilling coffee on a non-black t-shirt still hurts. <laughs> and like, because it, it's every time. It's every time every I wore a shirt time. that wasn't black. I was like, I dribbled like two drops of coffee oh, in a yeah. very noticeable spot. Yep. Every single time. <laughs> every single time. But not um, Cheryl Ladd. She's very well ill-equipped. I'm ill-equipped to wear a sexy white dress, apparently. Cheryl Ladd is not. No, it's all that Charlie's Angels training. That's yeah. probably how you get to be an angel. Yeah. You got to eat a whole spaghetti dinner without getting anything <laughs> on you. And have a glass of wine with it. Yeah, Charlie's like... Good job, angels. <laughs> so I can't remember how they get in a little tiffed. Well, what does she say to her? Uh, with uh, mom at dinner. At dinner, I um, I don't remember. Did I write it down? No. My next thing is that uh, when mom goes to the oh bathroom. Yeah, when mom goes to the bathroom, she bumps into Richard. But they they start to argue before that because yeah. mom kind of leaves the table a little annoyed. And she's like, "I'm I'm going to the restroom." Like when they bring the chest. Oh, I think she brings it. up going. With, uh, oh, to Big Bear. Yeah, to Big Bear. Yeah, again. And she's like, I want to go with, with Wendy's family to Big Bear. And yeah. she's like, you know, no, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, I'm, like, basically, like, we're going home. Like, she's like, I'm going to the bathroom. When they bring the check, sign it and add 20%. Yeah. And she goes to the bathroom and she bumps into Richard. Exactly and... the same way she bumped into Lisa. Yeah. Or he bumped into Lisa, which I was like, oh, that's cool, uh, like, echoing, you know. Right. And he goes, the lady, lady in, in white. white. And she doesn't even acknowledge it. She's just like, excuse me. Right. Which I underlined because um, that's another movie that you and I have talked about doing yes. on this podcast where every time I was like, hey, do you want to come on and do you want to do either Lisa or Lady in White? And we always were like, oh, well, we'll back burner that because we have a better idea for right now. Yeah. And so that's the other one. I was like, oh, look at that, look at that yep. connection. Yep. So it's gotta fu- happen. future episode. Yeah. Future episode. Lady in White. I'll be back. Yeah. I can't wait. That um, just I just saw that get recommended. And that's one I haven't watched. Okay. So I've only seen it. I haven't seen it since I was probably like... 12. Okay. So it, it's kind of a new, would be a new watch for me. Like, I can't remember a lot of it. Awesome. Um, yeah, I just saw it recommended on a list of, like, gateway horror for kids. If you're if you're trying to introduce, like, a younger kid to horror, yeah. it was, like, on there with, um, like, Goonies, Monster Squad, nice. stuff that has, like, scary elements, but isn't, like, too over the yeah. top. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, all right, this, this makes well, me even more excited. Yeah, my fifth grade teacher brought it in for us to watch. That's how I saw it. Oh, you told me that. Yeah. Um, 
But anywho, that's not about Lady and White. This is not about Lady and White. That's a different podcast. But yeah, when he said that, I was like, ooh. Uh, so good. So in the interim, while mom's in the bathroom, Lisa gets the check and she spies Richard over. Yeah. So she like grabs a napkin and writes a little note to him and like blots her lipstick on it. Which is another thing that they like gently set up mm-hmm. uh, during the dinner. She's like, how's my lipstick look? And mom's like, good, fine, great. You know, she's yeah. like, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. But in the scene, in that context, it seems more like mom is, you know, it, it seems more like she's doing that in the, look how adult I am. Yes. Which it is, but you don't realize that she's also setting it up for this, like, lipstick kiss on the napkin. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's good, too. Mm-hmm. Very small, very subtle. Yeah. Really well done. So this here is another reason that, like, it takes a while, but you're like, oh, this is her. She's getting sloppy. Yeah. Because she tucks it in with the credit card receipt that she's just signed yes yes so they they get up to leave and then the waiter brings in the credit card thing to richard in his office and he's like oh i was about to leave this on your desk and richard opens it and it's the note from lisa and it's got the lip print and it says you've seen me signed lisa yeah but it's tucked in with the credit card receipt that has her mother's name and phone number on it right Rookie mistake. Yeah. That's where she's getting sloppy. So he looks at it and he's like, it says Catherine and it has her phone number on it. So now he's like, got her. He's like, all right. And he thinks like, he, you know, conceivably he thinks like, oh, this is flirting. Yeah. Like, you know, she she's acknowledging that she's not really Lisa, but letting right. me know who Lisa is. Right. So then they get the Cheryl Ad and Lisa get home. And then the fight starts. Yeah. The fight is a good one. Yeah, it's a it's it's a real, like, good argument. Um, yeah. Yeah, where it, it, it's about all, uh, everything boils up. Um, it's where Lisa straight up says all the stuff that they've been inferring throughout the movie. Yeah. She's like, I, you know, I don't care that, you know, you had me when you were my age. Like, that yeah. doesn't mean I'm gonna, you know, yeah. get pregnant and whatever. And, and she straight up says, like, well, if you got laid, maybe you wouldn't be such a bitch. Yeah, and when her mom's, like, before that, she says yeah. that fucking zinger, uh, she says to Lisa, she's like, I know that, you know, you're going through a lot of changes, and when your hormones, hormones are all yeah. screwed up, like, you do crazy shit. And Lisa keeps saying hormone, like an A, hormone. I wrote it down, hormone. And hormones. then she, she says, hormone, you're the one who has a problem with hormones, you're, and then she mentions her being on birth control. Yeah. And so she's, like, blown up her mom's secret a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she's like, you know, if you got laid once in a while, maybe you wouldn't be such a bitch. And Cheryl adds, like, that's that. And like, goes, we're done. You're going to your room. Turns her around, starts pushing her towards her bedroom yep. door. And this is when Lisa goes in, flops on the bed. And I notice Lisa has party cobra. She yeah. has, she has a, I didn't <laughs> notice it. I didn't see it. She has a, like, little plastic coiled cobra toy that on her shakes. on her bedside table. And I was like, oh, I have a party cobra, too. <laughs> Uh, I will do a side-by-side in our social media of my party cobra and Lisa's party Hell cobra. yeah. It's <laughs> like, hey, look at that. And her mom's like, you're not going to Big Bear this weekend. You're not even leaving your room. And then she rips her phone out of the wall and she's like, no phone privileges, no nothing. Yep. And so that's also a really good detail because it, it makes perfect sense. She took away all her things, like all her privileges. You're right. not going to Big Bear. You can't talk on the phone. Like, you're a teenager. These are things that are a big deal. Right. And she, like, leaves the room and she kind of, like, breaks down and, like, gets, like, kind of frustrated crying in the hallway yeah but not so like weepy it's not like it's very controlled but yeah. like she's like kind of losing it yeah it's that like this has all come to a head now and like yeah she has been like 
keeping secrets and you know all that and de- trying to smooth things over with lisa and all that so it's it, yeah it feels realistic but yes it's not like she's not doing like soap opera weeping you know right yeah 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 and so then the next day is the thursday that after school they're supposed to leave for big bear so she's at school with wendy yeah and she's like Basically, she has told Wendy what happened. I got in a fight with my mom. I got in a fight with my mom kind of thing. And she's just like, I'm going to sleep with every guy I ever think is cute. I might sleep with Richard. And she just keeps, like, it's like, I'll show her kind of thing. Oh, wait, I forgot something. A good detail I noticed at the restaurant. When she starts signing the check, Lisa, it's a different pen than when you you see the the next pen on the table. It's two different pens. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I noticed it. Huh, I didn't catch that. Good job. Thanks. Um, So, yeah, then... Wendy's family pulls up, and Wendy's like, I'll give you a ride home. And clearly, Wendy's family doesn't know that last night she was like, you're not going to Big Bear. So they're like, Lisa, you got your stuff packed? You ready to go? Like, we got to get on the road. So then they kind of look at each other, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go to Big Bear. Yeah, it's a full-on parent trap moment. We were like, could we do this? Yeah. Yeah. So they head (laughs) off to Big Bear, and Cheryl Ladd is none the wiser. Yeah. Yes, meanwhile, Richard now is full-on stalking mom um he oh this is so gross he sits in her car all night Mm -hmm. smoking cigarettes yeah like as a way of like being like i was here which is so gross it's so gross and creepy but you see you see him in his car and you see him look at her car but you don't see him doing it no the next morning when she comes out and like he's like staring at the place and then he raises his like you know tinted window and we just see the reflection of her getting into her her car and she gets in you can see her like reacting and then she looks down and the ashtray is full of cigarette yeah. butts and she's like ugh. and, and she uh, kind of looks around like it's not one of those things where she doesn't like assess whether she's safe. alone in the yeah, car yeah, yeah, yeah she does no she immediately like looks around and she's like ugh. and um i think after the, yeah she goes to the uh is it the supermarket again like the, it's the same supermarket same clerk yeah yeah and she's like is there a garage around here because somebody got into my car last night yeah, she's like, somebody like cigarettes. she's like somebody took up residence in my car yeah which is like ugh. And that's when he's like, is this neighborhood, like, what's happening? Like, see All what's those happening? cops down the street. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you realize that house, like, that that guy was looking for the woman. Something happened. And that's, and that's when I heard the reporter say Venice. So oh, okay. Like, yeah, because um, we, you know, it, it's not really super worth mentioning because we already know that Richard's a killer. But during this, we do see him, you know, kill Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and hers is kind of like kind of like more fucked up yeah because you know she listens to it and then she like is like the fuck is that takes it back and listens to it again mm-hmm. and he just keeps getting slowly closer i'm just like oh it's so so yeah. awful and that's when you really get solidified that he's not just a murderer he's a rapist too yeah yeah like yeah. that's because he starts like taking off her shirt yeah and like he uh, like walks her is it her it might be the judy girl but one of them he like is choking them and walks them to the bedroom mm-hmm. where he's got all the candles and it's candles everywhere yeah and like laid out and two glasses of wine yeah it's that silk stockings yeah thing. yeah it's and a, then you're like it's okay. a date yeah and that's when he's like i love you Ugh. Just... so gross yeah it's so gross but yeah it's i mean his mo doesn't change it's always the same thing that's why we didn't really mention it you know um but yes he has killed a couple of people now and now he is stalking cheryl ladd thinking it's the woman he's been like speaking to yeah and then cheryl ladd realizes that lisa has taken off to big bear yeah. so she calls big bear and she's like i'm sorry like i wanted to i do something. like uh you know uh her dad coming in and being like oh your mom's on the phone and you know he does it with like oh there's no yeah no she problem. didn't say anything you know like whatever 
And then, like, you can see Lisa, like, look look at Wendy, yeah. like, fuck. How did you not think this was going to bite you in the ass? Right. And so she's like, are you going to tell Wendy's parents? And she's like, I don't want to ruin their weekend, but you and I are going to have a conversation when we get home. Yeah. Like, how could you just do this and have me worried sick kind of thing? And she's like, I've been sitting here fuming for hours trying to figure out, like, what to say to you kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So it's established that you know, she'll be there for, like, the next day or so. Yeah. So this is, like, Lisa starts to... Because she calls uh, Richard from Big Bear. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's like, well, I know your name's not Lisa. He's like, I got your note. Yeah. He, yeah, he's like, I got your note. And she's like, oh, okay, great. Because she's like, this is going perfectly exactly as I planned. And then he's like, well, I know your name's not Lisa. And she's like, it is. And he's like, no, it's Catherine. And you can see her just be like, oh, shit. She starts yeah. to piece it together. Um, She calls her mom mm-hmm. and warns her, but warns her via the answering machine. Yeah, But like in a, like a weird way. She's like, hey, I know this is going to be... Sound really crazy, but if a guy named Richard called with this big story, he's making it up. It's just a guy from school playing a joke. Right, because she doesn't know Richard's a murderer. Yeah. She thinks Richard might call and be like, hey, you know, about cover. our date, you know, or yeah. whatever. Uh, and then literally the next message, of course, is Richard like, hi, it's me, Richard. Yeah. I'm in your apartment. I'm going to kill you. And she's just like, kids. Like, she has this right. <laughs> great reaction. So after that seed at Big Bear, and she's like, ah, shit. And she's like, Wendy, when are we leaving? And she's like, we're soon. Like, we're leaving soon. And then you see uh, Catherine, like, Catherine's uh, flower shop. Oh, and yeah. And Richard's in there. And he's like, oh, he's talking to the clerk. He's like, you're going to be open, open all weekend? Yeah. And then... Catherine she comes, comes in. in and she's like, hey, guy. guy. And you see the tenses up and like kind of skirts around her out the door. Yeah. Um, which that, is, yeah, that's great. Good. Cause he's like, oh, that's her. Yeah. And he's, you know, again, multiple threads. He's setting up like, oh, she'll be busy. That'll give me time to get into her apartment and get everything ready. Right. Uh, and then, but he's like, also, I don't want to see me uh-huh. because she definitely knows it's me. Yep. Yeah, because he doesn't realize that he's been totally played yet by a child. Yep. And he goes to the same convenience store. And this is a detail that I'm like, okay, so he's... I think this is where he gets a little sloppy. But I, I, I don't find it so unbelievable because I feel like everything else, all his other murders, he's been the one kind of leading it and in control. And she's kind of been stringing him along. So I feel like his getting a little sloppy is his desperation to like regain control of it yeah that makes sense so it doesn't which also pull me out of it as much as no and it would also make sense why he would kill again in such a close proximity to another scene yeah because he didn't get the picket yep she happens to live there exactly so he goes to that clerk and he buys a handful of candles and that i'm like that's a little sloppy because it's right near where that allison girl was killed right and also like it's just but I'm like, but he's, I think he's a grasping for control yeah. of it. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's a, a, a thing that happens, you know, serial killers all the time. Yeah. Is yeah. they, you know, they get so tied into like their ritual and leaving their little calling cards or getting their, mm-hmm. you know, souvenirs that they do away with like logic and the things that have let them and, and you know, and care, you know, care about things. And yeah. They start getting sloppy and that's what, you know, has let them get away with it thus far. And that usually leads to, you know, them getting caught. Yep. And the clerk says, like, because it was, like, like say, 1304. And he's like, oh, do you have four cents? And he goes, he's like, actually, I need change for the phone. Yeah, that was Which good. is a good detail, because you're like, that's how he's going to leave the message. Yeah, I liked that a lot. I was yeah. like, oh, that's really, really good. So, mom comes home, gets those messages, and it's like, oh, kids. Right. And that's all you see for the moment. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it cuts Lisa, to later. Yeah, Lisa gets home, and And there is, a, there is a moment where uh, Jeffrey Tambor is like... Oh, you got that? Do you want me to walk you yep. up? And she's like, no, it's fine. Yep. And I was just like, oh. 
Because that's like, that's like perfect horror movie stuff of like, oh, this could have gone differently. There could have been somebody else there, you know, Mm -hmm. like that kind of, I was like, ah, that's great horror movie, like moment. And she's going up the stairs very slowly, but it's definitely, you're like, she's nervous because she's like, this is going to be bad. She doesn't want to get in a fight with her mom. And so, but it it builds that tension in a different way. Yes. Because you're like, we know he's in the house with mom. Yeah, it's great dramatic tension. And even the thing when she goes in and all the lights are off except for one light in is it her room or is it mom's room? I think it's mom's room. It's mom's room, yeah, right? Yeah, it's mom's room. Um, yeah, and she goes in and so she's like, Mom, hello, you know, and nobody's responding. It's mm-hmm. totally dark. Um, and then my favorite part of the whole movie happens. Well, she goes in and she sees the light is on and uh-huh. the light is shining on her propped open crush yep. book. And I was like, man, even up to this moment, she's like, fuck, mom is pissed. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> Look how dramatic mom is being. <laughs> I was like, wow. And then everything just goes haywire. The whole last sequence is so fucking good. It's so well done. It's great. It's super tense. My favorite part of the movie is she sees that book and then she turns around and what happens? Richard's got mom. (laughs) Behind the door. Behind the door. And then he takes mom's head and headbutts Lisa with her own mother's mother's head. head. (laughs) Give the person who wrote that. A bonus. Give them residuals. Give them everything. Because it is the most perfect piece of cinema it's ever. So, it's so fun and weird and, mm-hmm. like, upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Head butts her with her own mother's head. Um, I watched, not that long ago, I watched Unhinged. It uh, came out, like, I don't know that it one. came out this past year. It's uh, It's got mm-hmm. Russell Crowe in it. And it's, like, a Road Rage movie. Oh, you told me about that, yeah. Yeah, and at one point... Um, you know the whole thing is russell crowe's like unhinged so he's like finding out everything about this woman who pissed him off on the road and you know finds where her brother lives her brother lives there with his fiance and he breaks in kidnaps the fiance and he's like strangling her or something and the the you know the brother hears that in from the other room he's like sweetie all right you know something fell over you know and he goes in and he's you know he's kind of suspicious because like she's not responding so he like picks up a kitchen knife and he's got it out in front of him and russell crowe you know he sees this mountain of a man russell crowe in there and russell crowe just like throws the fiance onto the knife oh my god and i was like oh god Th- that reminded me of that it's so good and he so when he does that he knocks charlotte out like yeah. she's out cold yeah she's so, ko'd and so she's like like collapse on the ground and lisa's like mom mom like she's trying to like get her up and she's like already freaking out the crying in this between lisa is really good like it looks real yeah she's really good in this last scene because like you know this has multiple shots and setups and stuff so like this must have taken a couple of days to film and like she seems in the moment the whole time it's really good so richard (sighs) has her by the neck lisa and walks her to mom's room and all the candles are out, like the whole, this is where he normally Yeah, does so, everything. oh, so the lamp, the thing, that must have been in her room. Yeah. Because then the candles and stuff are in mom's room, and then they run back to her yes, room. Yeah, yes. okay. So, he, like, turns Lisa around to do the whole thing on the bed, and the whole, I love you. And then... Yeah. Hunter lost his ever-loving mind when this happened. Yeah, Cheryl Ab rules. Cheryl Ab does rule. She, and, like, you know... It's, it's we we didn't get like a, oh, a long lingering shot of the knife earlier. She's just chopping vegetables to make dinner. Yeah. But we you know I mean a you can infer someone that lives you know in the world has a kitchen knife of some yeah. kind. But like it wasn't oh earlier this night we saw her cook. It's like we yeah. get it. Yeah. So you yeah she kitchen. just all of a sudden bam stabs him through the back. Yep. 
come, the knife blade comes out of his chest. We see that. Yeah. Boom. It's gr- it's such a great shot. We it's so cool. We don't see her stab him. No. We see the blade come through. Yeah, we see him go like, and then the blade like juts out of his chest, like uh, a little over from his like shoulder joint. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like, it's such a good yeah. effect. And like, this movie hasn't been violent, really. Like, right? No, it hasn't. There's it hasn't at all. some choking, like strangling. Yeah. And that's it. It hasn't, you know, there hasn't been anything up until this like scene. And that's when he's like punching, you know, yeah, Cheryl pu- Ladd. Punches Cheryl Ladd in the punches face. Punches Lisa, like, yeah. And then, like, and then, yeah, she stabs him. Through. So then, <laughs> uh, this is my favorite thing: is like they like, you know, Cheryl Ladd's like helping Lisa up. I think he hits Cheryl Ladd again, yeah. and she goes down again. And is it Lisa kicks him? Is that what? Okay, so not yet. Oh, okay. That this part is when he uses the wall and pushes the knife out of him yeah or not the wall he uses a vase yeah he picks up the bottom of a vase and is like pushing the blade like back through his shoulder and trying to like grab the knife handle he like reaches back and pulls the knife out and they are able to get out of the room yeah and she charlotte just gets to the answering machine where her keys are with the mace yeah and then she's going to try and like mace him but he's got her arm and like so they're like fighting he's got the knife and she's trying to like use the mace and he's like restricting yeah. her and then lisa knees him in the groin knees him right in the groin and, and then it, he gets maced in the face but this is another really good detail i like because they're pretty close proximity to each other yeah and when cheryl lad maces him she turns her head all the way away yeah. and closes her eyes yeah and i'm like right because another way the mace would bounce back at her yeah and it was a good detail it would disperse that, through the air yeah. and like yeah you definitely get it too that would make it believable is yeah that she like pulls all the way away and my favorite thing about the rest of the scene is for the you know the, <laughs> the last like three minutes or whatever he's like physically pulling his eyes yeah. open to keep them open to see so he can still because he still really wants to kill these women yeah. but that's another good detail because i feel like so many movies and so many shows they have these like Okay, well they're just they're just able to fight through it. It's the John McClane thing of like yeah. I got shot twice, I'm fine. Yeah, and it's like no, well that no, does... like I, I ha- this is just what I'm drawn to do, so I'm just gonna fight through this. Right, right, right. Like you know, yeah, he got stabbed, but like he's not like you can see like he elbows through the door. They have the door. Uh, they run into Lisa's bedroom and they prop the door closed with like her dresser, and he's elbowing it with the other arm, mm-hmm. which is his left arm. So it's, like, awkward yeah. for him. Like, he's doing it in a weird, awkward way that doesn't look comfortable. Because right. I'm like, yeah, I guess he's right-handed. Like, right. Um, and But I love him holding the eyes. Because, yeah, in another movie, it's somebody brilliant. would, like, splash water in their face. And yeah. then be like, oh, mace is gone. It's like, right. that's not that's how not mace how works. works. Yeah. Um, I have been maced. I have maced somebody, on like, on purpose. Um, I've been maced not as an attacker or anything. Um, <laughs> somebody sprayed mace into the air duct at my high school. Oh. And, um the only class there were three rooms on the third floor but two of them were under construction like under like re- renovation so all the you know the only class was in this one room they sprayed it into an air duct on the fourth floor the only class that got it was our oh, my, my history no. class and it started on the far side of the room everybody over there just started like coughing and <laughs> you know like and and everybody was like blink getting up and, oh my God. and i thought it was like one of those we'll all drop our pencils at the same time sure. like thing to fuck with the teacher and i was like this is stupid and then it started to drift over, and I was like, oh, fuck, like, something is burning my eyes. And somebody, like, in the class was like, yo, I think somebody sprayed mace up here or something. And we all had to evacuate the room. Jesus Christ. Um, and, like, yeah, it was it was awful. And, like, that was a giant open-air, like, auditorium-sized room that, like, didn't get me directly in the eyes. I, I, I couldn't keep my eyes open for, like, five minutes. Like, my eyes were just, like, 
watering like yeah. constantly. So yes, getting directly sprayed in the eyes. This is the only movie I've ever seen where somebody then is like holding their eyes yeah. open. And I was like, that's such a great detail. It Never is. seen it before. My freshman year of college, I had a thing of, cause like in Jersey mace, you can't really buy it places, but you can buy the bear mace. Yes. Like for like a hunting places. So I had a thing of bear mace. That'll burn your skin. Yeah. yeah. So my friend had a real big fear of public speaking and she had a final paper that had to go with a presentation and I made a joke and I was like, I'll just mace you in the face and you'll get out of your presentation. And then she showed up at my dorm room and was like, let's do this. Cause <sighs> that's how much she didn't want to get in front of a class and talk about the paper that she, like she was prepared. Right. Like she, she just didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> she just couldn't do it. She had the paper already. So that's the first thing I, she, we were in my living room in my dorm and I sprayed it and I had never sprayed it before. So I sprayed it, and she got nervous, and she moved out of the way, and so it hit my window, and it was a straight shot. It was like a straight stream. Oh yeah, it comes out like a water. And we were like, "Oh shit, okay." So she's like, "I," she's like, "Okay, we have to do it a different way." So I like turned it upside down and sprayed it into the air, and she stood underneath of it and let it come down. And then I had to walk her to her classroom because she couldn't fucking see. She was like pouring tears, (laughs) and she was like, "This is absolutely awful." And she got to class, and the teacher (laughs) said, "Do you need to talk to me after class?" And she said, "Yes." And then she sat down, she got her paper and like she handed in her paper and the teacher was like, you can go. And so she got out of the class. It worked. But then later on, she told me she got in the shower and it started dripping out of her hair. Oh. So then it, was, it happened again. Oh my God. That's it was awful. just, it, it was never ending. Cause like the water would hit her hair yeah. and it would just keep pouring out. Oh. So that was Yikes. my experience with Mace. I have a picture of me macing her somewhere. <laughs> Because my roommate Amanda was an asshole like that. She's like, well, I'll photograph this with I a mean, di- disposable camera. Thank God. Yeah. Because it was 2002. These people also deserve medals. Yeah. People that documented, uh, like, people that document you in your life in your, like, late teens to, like, late 20s doing weird dumb shit yeah. are, are, like, the best people. Yeah. So I'll find those pictures. Maybe we can put those up on your, man, on your Hate Witch, Great Witch page. There's so many things where I'm like, I see a photo, I'm like, oh, boy, I was really on one that night. I was yeah. really doing, like, like... Shock, shock lamp at my mom's house. Uh-huh. Our kitchen lamp at my mom's house had like a, f- a slight fray in it. And if you touch the lamp and the metal sink, which I found out one time by accident, you got a slight electric shock. And I found out if you all wet your hands and you hold hands with up to like 14 of your friends, you can convey that electric shock through many people. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was a party game for us where I was like, hey, we've had a couple of uh, Smirnoff ices. It's time to all wet our hands and... <laughs> We're going to do a fun thing. Wash so, your hands, kids. Yeah, we'd all be holding on to the sink. Somebody on the other end. You always got the reliable people on the ends. Yeah. Because they're going to hold on. Yeah. Because if you let somebody who's, like, not into it, they're going to pull their hand away immediately. But it's like, nah. Like, me. Like, Brendan. Brendan, very reliable. Would Brendan's hold on a reliable that guy. Yeah. And then I get somebody to stand by the, you know, kitchen light and then flip the light switch on. And we'd all go, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and there are photos of us doing this. Oh, God. And That's it's like, hilarious. God bless those photos. They're at my mom's. I should, so I should get those. I'm glad they exist. I'm glad they exist. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Okay, so they, they've maced him. They run into Lisa's room. Yeah. Cheryl Ladd, like, sh- shut the door. And she's like, call the police. And Lisa's like, you took out oh, my, my phone. phone. And that payoff of it's that so detail, good. It's it, it feels so satisfying. And you can see Cheryl Ladd is just like, shit, Like, yeah. oh, my God. You're like, oh, my God, this is the worst right. situation now. Yeah. And, and then because they, we established earlier... Lisa's bedroom is on the second or th- I think it's third yeah. floor. Yeah. And it's just like a straight shot down to like a little tiny yard, like yeah. courtyard yard. So it's like not 
a thing you can yeah. like oh we're gonna climb down or there's a rain spout or there's a ledge like yep. they're trapped so they're crying and lisa's apologizing she's like i'm so sorry and then Cheryl's like i'm so sorry and they're like and then they can hear richard is up yeah like stumbling around and yeah and Cheryl adds like quick throw everything heavy against the door kind of thing and so now we're following richard stumbling holding his, holding eyes, his eyes open, open. It's so good Ugh. through this house and the the music the, the guitar yeah yeah so it's doing when i say squealy guitar it's like there's that one van halen song that just opens with like that squealy guitar. it's the um back to the future yeah yes. but, yes. but there's none of the like tremolo stuff there's none of the arpeggios it's just those like notes yep. and that's like richard's theme kind of yep um and it's it's really fun and like it's because it's it's unnerving like yes. that sound you know it's not like a cool theme like a cool killer it's not like the halloween theme which is like a cool spooky thing this is just like it's a sound that makes you kind of uncomfortable yes and so him stumbling around like it's just like ugh, ugh. It like it makes your skin you. crawl yes. yeah it's great it's really good and it's very simple like i said yeah. like the score is some saxophone for like the candlelight parts and maybe some incidental stuff and then like kind of bouncy synth uh kind of reminded me of like um mark mother's balls like rugratsy kind of oh, synth yeah, yeah. like bum 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 mm-hmm. like little bouncy things but just as like background music nothing that draws attention to itself yeah. and then when richard is killing somebody it's like he's like oh yeah. gnarly thing Ugh. it's really uncomfortable it's really good um so you see him start to like throw his body into yeah. the door and like it also doesn't look like you know when you see movies and you're like oh this guy because he's like not some big muscle dude no no he's just like a regular dude yeah and you see these movies where somebody just like like throws their leg into a door and just like explodes open and you're like okay man in reality you'd break your leg yeah like, before the door would open as someone who has one time kicked open a locked door sweet can't tell that story on the air but i can tell you that it happened <laughs> um it took two of us and it took three kicks mm-hmm. uh, of like, all right, one, two, three, and it didn't go, and then it didn't go, and then it went. Yeah. And it's like, so when, yeah, when I watch movies and like, you know, I mean, you, you grade on a curve for like, I get sure. it. Sure, suspension of disbelief. Right, gotcha. exactly. Um, but like, you know, I'm still like, nah, that door's thin as hell. Yeah. Now, sometimes it's like, oh, maybe this is a shitty apartment or whatever. Sure. But like, yeah, when I watch movies where somebody's like in a big old house, and then like somebody just like punches through the door, mm-hmm. I'm like, chances are that door is like pretty fucking sturdy right like i don't know because when he throws himself into the door the first time it's a little low and it doesn't move no so then he adjusts and he goes higher yeah and that's when you're like when you start to see it from lisa's room's perspective all the shit's piled in front of the door and he figures out he's got to go higher in the middle to get around it so he's not hitting the like the lock area yeah or the door frame right yeah and the door's not busting open he's just breaking pieces off of it yeah just like elbowing through yeah. the center panel of yeah. it and, and like it looks it also it looks like it hurts him like does, to do it like it does and that makes me happy because that's real yeah it's also scarier yes like it's scarier that you know like there's something to be said i mentioned halloween a second ago there's something to be said for like i i've definitely injured him like yes. but he still keeps coming that's scary yes but because he but because michael myers doesn't react to pain it's it's eerie and scary in a different way than seeing somebody who's willing to endure pain mm-hmm. to get at you. Yeah. That's also scary. And like the way they they have his eyes made up, like it's they're swollen. Yeah. They're completely like giant and like wet. Yeah. And just they look so red and swollen and he's ripping them open. Yeah, like pulling on his face to keep his eyes open and uh And it it looks painful. Yeah. Uh so he 
breaks pieces through the door and then he's able to reach in and unlock it yeah and like kind of like get everything out yeah, of the kick way it enough out of the way yeah. that he can get in and this is when we find like yeah everything's knocked over they're like all her shelves everything is yeah. like all trying all to clothes, hold the door everything there's clothes everywhere everything is like this room is upended yeah and um, the windows like a tornado open. and yeah. the windows open so he comes in and he's looking around and he sees the window open and he's like, they've gone out the window. Yeah. So he goes to the window and he's ripping his eyes open and he's looking around. And of course, because they're on the like high floor, they're yeah. not out there. And he's like, you know, he can see like there's no way they got yeah. out here. But before he's able to turn around, Cheryl Ladd pops out of the clothes with a baseball bat. Yep. And boom, hits him. She hits him, I think, three times. Yeah, he grabs it the one time. Yes, and he's, so he's holding the bat. She's holding the like, other end of it. And he's still got the knife, and he's just, like, swinging kind of blindly because he can't see. So she's just kind of, like, leaned back as yeah. far as she can, still holding the bat. So it's, like, really fucking tense yeah. and scary. Like, yeah. Because it's just like, wow, they're, like, she's easily within his reach. Like, yeah. he just doesn't know where. Right. And then Ugh. Lisa pops out of the clothes and she says, she screams, Richard, no. And it distracts him just enough. He looks, he like kind of turns his head to find her. Yeah. And that's all it takes for Cheryl Ladd to get the baseball bat yep. out of him. Last and one. Boom. Right in the face. Right in the face and out the window. Out the window. window. And we see him fall and his like face is all fucked up because yeah. she like, busted his uh, like, you know, forehead. Yep. It's great. It's great. And it's, it's so satisfying. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel unearned like i feel i feel like they 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 worked that whole last scene so well yeah and the movie like we said besides like the setup because we don't see him kill anyone we don't see the murder we don't see anything else just we see him start to strangle people and then it'll either cut away or like in the one instance where we see him like walk them to the bedroom where all the candles are so you understand like oh he they he has to be in that room right that's his ritual that's why candlelight killer we got it um, but we never see the murders themselves. Right. And the movie, up until this point, up until this whole scene, like we said, not violent. Yeah, no, not at all. And I think, like, this is all well-paced and well-plotted so that, like, all the violence pays off. Yeah. And it, you know, I think it's, like, a thing that you don't feel like, oh, that was it. Yeah. Like, it was, oh, that was all, like, this one little brief thing. It's like, no, this is very intense. It's not long, really. It's maybe five seven minutes yeah. for the whole sequence it's not that long like, no, it's and, not. but it's very satisfying and it doesn't feel all like all of a sudden these women are superheroes no not at all like and it doesn't feel like all of a sudden there's all these weapons everywhere that, yeah but like, where'd she get that baseball bat she's a real mary sue right like <laughs> it doesn't feel like that where you're like okay so i guess that there's just magically a gas can here in her bedroom for no reason and right right light this shit on fire. oh oh that 14 year old girl has a bear trap like right. no it's like a kitchen knife and a baseball bat. Right, it's and like, mace. That and mace. is on her keys. Right. Like, mace that we took the time to set up earlier. Right. And, and the kitchen knife, too, like, right. to an extent. And it's like, and none of this feels out of place. None of this feels weird. And it also doesn't feel like they had to do a long walk to set up a specific weapon in right. a weird way. Like, um, Fear. Mm-hmm. Previous episode, Fear. Yeah. Uh, he gets killed with that stupid, weird, like, peace pipe that yes. he wins for her at the fair. Yes. Which I like as a callback. Yeah. But it's a, it's, it's... Uh, the Blank Check podcast would refer to this as sweaty. It's sweaty to have to set that up like that. Yeah. <laughs> it also feels like it doesn't, it's not like, okay, well, all of a sudden you guys 
have superhuman strength and yeah. you're just like no they're both struggling this... the whole time yeah like... it's a struggle the baseball bat is a struggle she's clearly using all of her yeah to like just swing it and those shots of her swinging like towards the camera kind of vaguely from his point of view maybe not exactly but uh she is like framed low in the frame so you get a sense that she is like you know a woman smaller yeah. than he is like yeah. So you sort of see her swinging up a little to yes, hit him. Yes, And, like, that all works. It does. Super it well. works really well. Um, yeah, and then uh, then the last shot is a slow pan back. Like, they, they're hugging each other, and they're like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm so glad, you know, I'm sorry, I'm so glad didn't, we didn't die. She also shuts the window. She does. I love that, actually. I, I can't believe I didn't mention that. I love Charlotte's the slow shutting the window, like, yeah. all right. Yep. Or, like, just in case he gets up, yeah. we're going to shut this. Yeah, it's like, well, that's just... Yeah, because, like, I was like, oh, that's 100% something I would do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that feels real. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then they're, like, hugging, and it's a slow pan back through the apartment. Um, he had knocked over, like, a lot of stuff and is, like, stumbling yeah, through the house to get to the thing. So he knocked over the uh, answering machine, and it's beeping, and it's just saying, like, hi, it's me, Richard. And then it would, like, start over and rewind and, hi, it's me, Richard. And, like, the beep again. And it keeps doing it until it flatlines. Yeah. Like, it goes, like, beep. And I was, like, oh, God, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then credits. And credits hard out. Like, so good. So good. Um. Also, like, I feel like with a few tweaks, because obviously, like, answering machines not a thing and like social media is a thing and being able to Google people is a Yeah. But I feel like this, you could remake this. Uh, like now and with a few changes, but it, yeah, like I was wondering if it was possible because the the fo- like the accessibility to yeah. people's information is so yeah. Much I, I feel like that would be the angle, you know, like is that information? I mean, that's not a new thing. You know, there's a lot of a lot of movies where that is like a through line, but I think that you know, I think that would actually work. Yeah, like yeah, I think you could do this because that that you know that like oh we'll just like. Flirt, mess with somebody flirt with them and sure. like and, but i think the central thing that you have to keep would be that mother-daughter relationship that's right. that's the movie right you know like there just happens to be a killer in it like i feel like the like finding people and flirting would be like a tinder profile or yeah, something yeah. like that now yeah like you could have like a couple of uh kids at school made a fake tinder profile of like somebody right and they use this fake woman or whatever to flirt with people and like you know, oh, I make them, uh, like, wait and stand them up on dates. Isn't that funny? And we film it or whatever. Right. You know, and, like, and then they do it to the wrong person. That kind of thing. Right. Like, and, like, that could work. That like, could definitely work. The legwork of this movie, though, is really what yeah. makes for a fun ride for me. And it's, yeah, it's not overcomplicated. Yeah. Everything makes a ton of sense. I mean, for anyone very young watching this, they'd be like, what is an answering machine? <laughs> right. Please tell me what this is. Right. Um, But, like... Even the movie even does a decent job of, you know, because he says, like, you know, oh, do you have an answering machine? She says, doesn't everybody. So if you're watching this and you're young enough and don't know what an answering machine is and, you know, whatever, then you get, you're like, oh, it's called an answering machine. I see. Uh, (laughs) I can can Google it later. Uh, Bo Disley. Bo Disley. It's a Sorny answering machine. (laughs) Uh, um, So I have to mention the tagline. Oh, yes, please. Because so, the, the menu uh, for the DVD is like the poster and yeah. it has this. So it's, Lisa is only flirting, but flirting with Richard is flirting with death. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. 
perfect. I saw that and I was like, that's great. And the only reason I did not write that down is because you mentioned you were going to. Yeah. Oh, hi, Goose. Hi, Goose. You want me to pet you some more? Yes, hello. Um, I think that's all I... Um, oh, I wanted to mention that uh, Lisa is a Pennsylvania native. Oh, no shit. Yeah, uh, I forget on her... I did not know that. Uh, on her profile, let me look it up. Stacy Keenan, bu- 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 bu, born in Devon, Pennsylvania. Huh, okay. Which I don't, I'm not familiar with where Devon no, is. No, me but, either. But she's local, so that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, we and girl. we talked a lot about the writing in this. It was written, co-written by Gary Sherman, the director, and um, someone named Karen Clark, who has like a handful of other credits. Um, nothing, I don't think anything I've seen, but like, this is like super well written. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, sometimes with things like this, um, like movies of this caliber, especially like things that were intended to go straight to a uh, cable station or something, um, they would be a pre-existing like, like script sometimes like a lifetime movie and then somebody would buy it and add a thing or elaborate Mm, on what they liked so that might have been the case with this and gary you know uh rewrote it to change like you know to maybe add the killer aspect or maybe not like i have no idea but either way like everything about this i thought was super well written i I enjoyed it the first time but now watching it knowing we were going to talk about it i was more conscious of like how much stuff paid off from earlier I feel like for not being a, like, you know, theater release, like, blockbustery, yeah, or even, yeah. like, you know, like, Oscar-worthy contender kind of thing, I feel like this movie, more than damn near any movie I've ever seen, it feels smooth and it pays off the most, and it feels like the writing is just so conversational. Yeah. It, like, I just am so thrilled by how you are delivered this information in a way that doesn't feel like I'm handing you it detail by detail right and like i hate being spoon-fed i think too many movies now over explain things they do not let you think about it they don't let you be like well wait i didn't really understand this let me watch it again right that's my biggest argument like putting aside like the snarky people are dumb like argument which is also one i make i'm not saying i'm above i'm above being like people are dumb but like wouldn't you want to not over explain things to people and have some have somebody even if some people drag it in reviews yeah. and like it doesn't make sense have somebody be like oh i thought that until i saw it again right and then it all made sense and it's like do you want people to see it again like right give something some rewatchability instead of just being like here's your happy meal thing right and it's all you it's done just say it was good so other people will see it and then we can make money like it's like no we'll just tell you every single little thing every little minute thing because you're probably just going to be on your phone anyway, so we I want ju- we want you to catch it. Yeah, I just, like, I don't get that. And this, you know, and it's rewarding. As a viewer, you know, now the the equivalent thing they do in movies now are little pop culture references. Yes. And especially things based on other IP, you know, other intellectual properties. It's like, oh, my girlfriend Gwen Stacy. And you're like, oh, you elbow your buddy. And you're like, that's his girlfriend in the comics or yeah. whatever. And that's the kind of, like, reward for that. But in this, for me, it was like seeing her using that, oh, there's so many women in your life that you don't know my uh-huh. voice thing. That was rewarding because they set it up in a non-showy, again, blank check would say, a non-sweaty way earlier. Yeah. That just felt, felt really, like you said, conversational, natural, easy. It didn't yes. feel overworked. It felt, like, really, really, yeah, like natural very believable yeah all of it yeah this was great yeah uh, yeah this is a great flick it's hard to find as we uh we mentioned um yeah. i'll look and see if there's any like version on youtube um which some people might be able said, to there's an amazon 
rental rental right now. It might be it might be available through Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure, and I also don't know how long that'll last because those things have yeah, a shelf life. Through, so, yeah. um. But, but you yeah, can occasionally sometimes... find the VHS because I have the VHS as well. Oh, look at you, yeah, fancy pants! Listen, I've been I searched for it for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, if there's a YouTube thing, we'll try to uh, link to that too, so you can watch yeah. it. Um, it's it's definitely worth seeking out, especially like I feel like Alice and I talked about the writing in um, I think it was Ten Things I Hate About You. Also, is mm-hmm. like very sharp. It's a lot like peppier because it's sure. like a comedy and stuff yeah but like it is also reinforcing things in a way that feels natural and easy yes um and this has a similar vibe to that so if you're like you know looking into writing a film and you're like oh how do i do the how do i set up stuff so that it pays off later like lisa's a great fucking example yeah. and it's also it's not that long a movie no it's not it's like i didn't check the runtime but it's like yeah hour and a half like average yeah in and out like totally yeah it's not your three hour fucking nonsense and like it's great. It's really good. And yeah. also, like we've mentioned, really good performances pretty much across the board yeah. from largely TV actors at the time. Like, uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Um, so, I mean, I think that we'll, we'll give our we'll give our, our, our official vote, which is uh, I'll, I'll start and say, I think this is a great watch and I recommend it and you should seek it out. Um, oh, I hated it. No, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's worse. Ha ha, fooled you all. Too um, much Ralph. <laughs> oh, there's actually uh, too little Ralph. Yeah, honestly, no, no, honestly, I think there's just the right amount of Ralph. Yeah, it was just the right amount. Girls, you know, she would hate him. You'd Ralph, like, Ralph is head. a Ralph. As I use, I usually talk about this with like violence or like other unsavory things, but like Ralph is a delicate spice. Yes. And too much Ralph would ruin the dish. I agree. <laughs> so I agree. like, I think Ralph is perfectly used in this. I agree. Um, this is a absolute resounding great watch for me. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, check out vhsps i think yes the vhs historical preservation society um because he might have other copies oh i'm not 100 because like i said this was a very long time ago i bought this right right, right. me but um yeah we will find them uh, and link to uh them in the like instagram twitter and whatnot and whatnot uh and i'll post a photo of the disc that has their uh website address on it um yeah uh yes thanks very much for uh for joining me today in this yeah, thanks uh, for having me. solo episode. Um, what would you like to plug? Plug away. Okay, so uh, if you have watched previous, or watched, I don't know what media we're on. Um, if you listened, it's a visual medium. It's a visual medium again. I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> and that's, that's a callback. Multibana. Uh, <laughs> that's um, a callback that paid off. So my wife and I own South Street Art Mart. That is a local shop here in Philly that's all handmade wares um by various artists so you can find us on instagram at south street art mart um and we also have a website www.southstreetartmart.com um so when this is going up uh we'll be very close to black friday small business saturday um we will be definitely having a sale um probably a free shipping sale again like we did last year so it's a great time to pick up items that are normally very heavy to ship yeah. because you will get that shipping for free. Yeah, you guys have um, uh, a lot of like ceramic stuff, yes. glassware, yep. cups, mugs. Uh, I have a couple pint glasses yep. uh, that I got from from you guys. Um, yeah, statues, busts, yeah. busts, uh, TVs, TVs. Uh, yeah, that's right. TVs. Painted electronics and things. Last Black Friday Small Business Saturday sale, somebody scored free shipping on one of Nicole's painted TVs and a bust in the same order. Wow, that was awful to ship, but I did it. <laughs> And it arrived safely. Thank you very much. That's great. Um, it was 
stressful. I was like, is this the same order? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I was like, fuck, good for them. Yeah. Fuck me. How do you pack that stuff? Uh, with a lot of swearing, coffin. Hunter. In a big coffin. A giant coffin, but it's my <laughs> coffin. I'm also in the box. Anyway, it got there. It got there safe. Nothing broke. That's all I have to say. That's great. So take advantage of it. Yeah, as somebody that has, you know, ordered things online, that's not always the case. I'm super glad that happened. Yeah, thanks. I was, it was a real nail-biter. Yeah. So I, sometimes I can't even get a damn DVD. I know. I'm uh, like, what did you, like... And I, I know it's not always, like... But it's like, what, did you pack this under a bunch of bowling balls? Right. Like, maybe like, your dad should show you how to pack stuff. <laughs> Hi, I'm Don. <laughs> Mailman I'm Don. Don. Man, Don's gonna be the name for everything now. You're like, oh, you know, I'm shipping clerk Don. Freaking refrigerator repairman Don. You like, cut the wheel a little hard. Shut up, Don. <laughs> it's me, uh, movie review Don. <laughs> the funny thing is, is um, the mechanic we take our car to is actually named Don, and he's very nice and sweet and very good. There are good Dons. Yeah, but not not in the context we're gonna be using it from now on. <laughs> guy i can't believe that's so the fact that you were like no it's a different guy that's still like blows my mind. i was like they have the same hair <laughs> they do they really do oh that's funny shit um yeah uh, and also night owl oh yeah so um in addition to that i make pop culture inspired jewelry and housewares uh i do that under night owl designs so i am at night owl designs on instagram and shop night owl designs is my website so check that out. Great. Uh, awesome. And yeah, I recommend you guys do that. I have Thank you. Uh, things from the the store, many different artists, Night Owl Designs, Taped Off TV, uh, tons and tons and tons of great stuff there. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. And Nicole, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You know, uh, anytime. You can get new episodes from us every other Wednesday on moviejohn.com. You can email us at writehatewatchgreatwatch. That's W-R-I-T-E-H-W-G-W at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HWGW Podcast on either of those. And please support the Movie John Patreon, patreon.com slash moviejohn. Um, all kinds of fun things uh, and original content coming from there. Uh, some of it will be from us very soon, maybe, hopefully, in November. Uh, and yeah. Um, yeah, this was great. Maybe next time, Lady in White. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye.